The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 93. Yeah, the amount of times I go, wow, I can't believe we're still doing this. 93 shocks. Just imagining you do that at like episode two. You're like, oh my God, really? 93? I mean, two? Wow. Yeah, Spanish, shut up. Stop it. It's like, it's too early to do this. Wait, wait 92 more episodes, and then here we are. <laughs> we're still saying it. Anyways, you're obviously easy to shock host for the day are Chris and uh, Savannah, and that rings fairly true. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, uh, off-camera conversations and whatnot. But don't worry about that. That has nothing to do with that. This is the podcast, the Right the Record podcast. So welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you have a lot of fun with this one. This one's going to be a, I, I want to say bumpy ride, but I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. I just mean it's going to be a long fucking road for this one. So if you like what you see and or hear today, make sure you do one of a bunch of things or all the things to kind of really help support the show. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. All six of those things in any way, shape, or form combination really do help us bump up, bump us up in the algorithm, gets more eyes and ears in the, uh, the prize. We want more people like you here because you're here hanging out now. So if there's more of you, that's even better. So you can do all of that by going to ratetherecord.ca because all of our streaming links are over there. All of our social media links are over there. Merch is over there oh my god we're gonna have new merch soon too like i mean <laughs> i mean to show off in the videos we don't have like new merch in the store yet yeah. you can also request albums and join the rtr club for five bucks a month you can go ahead and check that out at rate the record.ca so one more time because third time's a charm rate the record.ca as i yeah. knock a can over i live in I live in a pig pen in this place oh uh, <clears throat> what, what is it called like uh introvert cups or near divergent cups something like that where it's like your desk has like cups all over that people aren't supposed to be aware of trust me i have that too you should see i have five cans around me i had one empty can from earlier i have a uh bottle that has sparkling water that i am distributing into a mug that i am drinking from i have two empty ginger ale cans there i have an empty water bottle here next to my full one and there's probably there's a can over there too. Cool. Look at that. That's just how this kind of thing works, eh? Yay. But yeah. Uh, so once again, thank you very much for joining us today. And today is actually a request. We have another one going on. Uh, it's one of like three altogether we have in this half of the season. And today we've been asked by a listener named Allison to look at Carpenter Brute's 2015 album trilogy. While I do enjoy receiving requests and it's like, wow, something I haven't listened to. Can we start requesting things that aren't like 20 songs long? Your girl don't got that attention span. Like she pulled it out for this one, but I swear for the future, it might not, I might not be as happy about it. Well, yeah, and I guess for the, the sake of uh, transparency, yes, uh, I do know this person. I, I, I've i known this person for 15 and a half years, kind of been in a relationship with them for that long. So, I mean, like, yeah, I was aware this one was coming, and her and I actually saw Carpenter Brute uh, live last year, actually, uh, at the end it's, of last year. It's funny. I uh, I don't want to give anything away, 
But I do want to say that the first time I put this on, because like my partner will listen to like EDM or, you know, stuff a little bit more skewing towards this rather than just like rock music like I like. And uh, he was very surprised that I was listening to it. He's like, would, would you go see this live? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. And you could just see that sort of hope in his face. He's like, really? <laughs> You should have come with Allison and I. All, like all four of us could have went to go see Carpenter Brute last year. Hey, next time, definitely. It's I, I had never even heard of Carpenter Brute. The thing is, I bought I... her tickets for her birthday as a surprise. Like her birthday's like yeah. in August, but like the uh, so it wasn't until like October, November or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I bought her the tickets. It's surprise, surprise. And I was just like, I don't care. I'll go and enjoy myself. It's live music. Yeah. Why not? And I had a great time. Yeah, right. I was listening to this going, okay, okay. Because, you know, you kind of... You like a genre, but you like a subgenre a little bit more. So listening to this, I'm like, this has a lot of traits of things that I like in other stuff. So I'm getting one step closer to finding a genre that encapsulates 100% of what I like. It'd be like heavy bass, saxophones, and I, I don't know, just Miami in the 80s. I love it. Oh, so This much. is definitely da pretty damn close to it. <laughs> So yes, Allison chose our the listener Allison, the one I happen to know very well, chose Carpenter Brutes trilogy. Uh, and before I go any further on that and say yes, it is a request. Uh, to those of you who've been been here before, you know that we do requests. So hey, thank you for coming back and enjoying this one with us. Uh, again, it's gonna be a long one, so uh, buckle up. And if you're new really buckle up because if this is your introduction episode this is gonna be a long one uh we haven't done a super long episode since like nine inch nails year zero that was like nearly two and a half hours oops yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways yeah. you probably need to know what we do here on the show so each week savannah and i will choose an album be completely at random whatever the hell we want to choose and that's the vast majority of things you'll hear we also do albums hitting anniversaries 10 20 30 40 years old doesn't really matter we talk about those two and requests like today but regardless we will take an album and we'll discuss it at length from front to back we rank the songs and then we rate, rate the, the record i have no idea where i'm at Whatever. I oh, participated. A smidge off, but I, I will absolutely accept it. No points off. I don't get a gold star, but I will settle for green. I made you one out of aluminum foil. Excellent. Thank you. At least it's shiny. <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, I guess I'll start talking about Carpenter Brute a little bit. Uh, I got a I got a bit of a bio here, and even with the album, it's like both are very brief because finding relevant information on this guy, even on Wikipedia or outside of anything else, is a little difficult, especially with this album too. So I originally wrote the description for today's album and re realized I was actually wrote it like this giant paragraph on the album Leather Teeth which is the album after this one. Oh, I was like, oh, fuck off, because it was a whole story, apparently. So I, I was just like, that's cool. That'd be easy to talk about. But uh, no, I fucked up. It's trilogy, so I had to rewrite everything. So let's see what I wrote here. So Frank Huezo, Huezo, Huzo, probably Frank Huzo because he's French, also known by his stage and artist name Carpenter Brute, is a dark synth artist from Poitiers, France. He started composing music under the name in 2012 with the idea of wanting to make sounds and music for different types of soundtracks, including film, video games, etc. The name is a play on words as a mix uh, as a mix of famed director John carpenter and what i would presume huso's favorite wine uh charpentier brute i believe that's called yeah so carpenter brute there you go cool 
Why else would he name it after a random wine unless he actually really liked it? It wouldn't make sense. Uh, so Huzo, I'm just going to call him Huzo, even if that's wrong. I apologize, but I don't I don't know. Uh, Huzo has gone on to say that he started making electronic music because he doesn't really know how to play any instruments. So electronic music works perfectly for that. Amen, brother. Even though I, I, I play guitar and bass, I'm just not super great at it. That's when you just turn up the gain. You're like, good enough. Yeah, just, I don't have distortion to helps play. everything. It's fine. Right? You don't need to hear what I'm doing. Patent delay, just layer those. No one knows a thing. You're reading experimental at that point. So today's album trilogy is technically a combined effort of the first three EPs released between 2012 and 2015. It was made into one official album as of April 2020. He produced the album himself and released it under his own label, No Quarter Prod. Despite having only just started releasing music, he made his label in order to keep control of his image and art through the Carpenter Brute project. Two songs from this album, Le Perve and Roller Mobster, appeared in the soundtrack for the game Hotline Miami 2, which I played both Hotline Miami's. They're fucking awesome games. If you like uh, if you like this music, you'll love the soundtrack to those games. Holy shit. Is it, like, is it like racing? No, no. It, oh, uh, I haven't I, heard I, of it. You'll you have to look it up because I, I'm going to sit here and talk about it all day. And I don't really have the time <laughs> for that. It, they're fucking awesome games, though. Uh, the music video for Turbo Killer also did really well amongst the fan base. And their views are very hard to come by with this album. But user ratings on Album of the Year has scored at an 82 based on 134 reviews as of this recording. And Sputnik Music gave it a 4 out of 5. I couldn't find any fucking thing else. It's not, it's not really? a Metacritic. Our, our somewhat chums over at All Music didn't do anything. No beats here from Entertainment Weekly. I couldn't find yeah. a damn thing. So, do you know how Allison knows Hotline of... Miami? Okay, that's it, eh? Because the music on that game caught her attention while I was playing it, and then she yeah. listened to the soundtrack on her own. She found Carpenter Brute. I believe she found the band uh, Perturbator, which we also saw live open for Health. Uh, so, I mean, there's just banger after banger on the soundtrack. It's cool. like an awesome video game soundtrack. It, it legitimately is. It's amazing. That's the awesome. game, the game is kind of like simple, but yet challenging. It's like a one shot death and just constant like death cycle type game. It's so mm. fun though. It is so fun. And I, I, I like the animation style too. It's, it's uh different cool. kind of like old GTA, like from like top down type view. Oh, I never played GTA before GTA three. And then even then I just drove around cause I didn't understand the game. Cause I wasn't allowed to play stuff like that. Right. And then GTA five, we go crazy violence Ooh, right okay so um we're about to jump right into this review but I, I'm, I'm gonna list a couple things here so this is like i think the third instrumental album we've ever done uh because there was animals as leaders and krung bin oh, yeah. um i should have spaced those out a little bit so there's the animals as leaders card and now waiting a few more seconds we did krung bin as well so just on the video version that way we can get both cards above <laughs> the head you can't have them too close together you have to have them like at least 10 seconds apart Anyways, there you go. There's a little uh, fourth wall for you. Uh, but yeah, we've done three instrumental albums now. This is the third one. Uh, reviewing this one was kind of difficult for both of us. Because um, it's 18 songs long. It's just intense, like, dark wave electronic music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're still kind of sticking to the way we did it. It might turn more conversational. And by the way, when I say by the way we did it, is like the way that we usually do it is what I should say. Like, our reviews... Might turn a little more conversational. And I did something fun too, because you'll notice that if you're listening to this at home and you're listening to this album, it's very it sounds very much like a soundtrack, which was kind of hinted at in the the bio when you know this Frank guy said, Hey, I want to do stuff for that. 
and he obviously got two of his songs into a video game. So um, I did my own plot synopsis for this movie, like an imaginary movie in my head, and this is the soundtrack for it. So what's going to happen is every three songs, I'm going to give you a chunk of the plot synopsis to, to have the story progress, and it's going to keep the like the viewers on edge and they want to hear more. I am so glad that you are up to shenanigans this this episode because I am not. And after last week's food offering, I feel like we need, you know, dinner and a movie. So we got the dinner and here's the movie. So I like it. It's teamwork. It's if there's great. any couple out there watching Rate the Record for Date Night, first off, why you're bound to fail. And second off, the, the, yeah, the, the cars going into Carpenter Brood, it was probably like the best match you could do right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. We uh, we live to confuse. Exactly. Feel how you will about it and let us know. Uh, how how did the date go? Well, while you're doing that, it's time for us to actually start talking about this album. So, song number one out of fucking 18. <laughs> Escape from Midwich Valley. Okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, just to, as you said, it was a little difficult to uh, review this album. I mean, at the beginning, it's like, oh yeah, this part, that part. But then by the end, I'm down to like one sentence going, yeah, this is crazy. Or yes, I like this. This one, I got a lot of words. So this song makes me feel like the intro to this makes it feel like an intro to a movie where you're not sure if the like if someone's going to die in the first 10 minutes or not. Um, I now just a a question before all this starts, because there are a couple times, well, more than a couple times uh, in this album that it happens. But does anyone else get massively creeped out by like television broadcasts or radio broadcasts and songs? It feels like like someone's hijacking the signal to what you're listening to. And it puts oh, my God, it makes me so uncomfortable. So we're off to a great start it gives us real uh, War of the World vibes, eh? Or like the whole like Max Headroom uh, hijacking the TV signal. It's ah, uh, it's spooky. I hate it. Well, it, it could very well work for the the story that I've produced for the, for this yeah. album. Which uh, again, I'm not going to tell you the part one of the story until after the third song. So we got a little bit to go. But who knows? Maybe like if you savannah or anyone else listening to this have like your own visuals in your head too like you build your own story just like i did i have a very active imagination i have the imagination of like a 10 year old okay i can i can do this oh yeah (laughs) i i don't have a running story but i do have independent little glimpses uh for particular songs maybe about 10 of them so yeah yeah uh so i'll just get the note obviously note at the top and i already kind of said it like this feels like the soundtrack to like an 80s like action or horror movie or like some sort of weird combination of the two maybe even kind of sci-fi uh this is a good track to kick everything off because it feels like a good intro song uh it takes about three minutes for the beat to finally kick in like three whole minutes of just like kind of building a little bit but then the actual song kicks in uh i i really like that i thought it was cool and actually, this song kind of reminds me of the the music to the intro to Friday the 13th Part 3. Yeah. It, it is just like, because if you watch the first two Friday the 13th, you're not really, you wouldn't expect the intro music to Friday the 13th be, to be so danceable and like, we. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like, this is kind of, this song reminds me of what I heard then. So it's just hilarious. I'll take your word for it because I've never seen that before. Um, but 
going on that vein, I did note that I really like how this sounds like a Halloween haunted house. Um, I really like when it picks up. It is sort of danceable, but in like a strange 80s goth way where it's like you just sort of sway. Yeah. And you just kind of you hit the downbeat. You kind of do whatever your body wants to do in a low energy way. I, I love it. Um, after that, it does slow down, and I thought it was going to be the end, but then it picks up an intensely and feels like you killed... Oh, it feels like you killed all the bad guys, and then they come marching over the hill in droves, and then, like, that's terrifying. Yeah, so. you're fighting one guy after hard-fought battle. He's down, yeah. dead on the ground. You're just like... You're like, yeah. Yes. Wipe sweat off brow, blood off the corner of the mouth, and then you look up, and then... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and you get, for some reason, there's a sun behind them, and all you get is their shadow, and oh my god, that's exactly what I pictured. You're getting your own visuals now. This is good. We can mm-hmm. have two, we're going to have two conflicting stories, but it's kind of great that in, <laughs> in, uh, in this sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one felt like four minor tracks in one, but I'm totally fine with that, too. Uh, yeah, good start to the album. Dig it. Um, so my end thought on this one, uh, this is what they play in the tunnel into a haunted house. If it was less of a haunted house and more of a murder house. It can be both. <laughs> I mean, it's probably it haunted because there was a murder in there, right? So, I mean. It's a potentially haunted house. You just happen to be the first one to show up. I, I love the trope of haunted houses only being active at night. It's like, do ghosts just not do anything during the day? Probably not, to be quite honest. I mean, like, they also have to pay the rent for the house that they're haunting, so they have to go to work. And also, like, they're very much like the, uh, like, night owl type, kind of like me, how you don't function well during the day, but at night, that's when everything happens. You're just the liveliest. Yeah, exactly. You are a ghost of your former self. No, I've always been a night owl. I've always been a ghost of my always self. Dang. Alrighty then, song number two, Disco Zombie Italia. So the beginning, it sounds like a loud, creaky gate outside the studio that they used for inspiration. And then I started to, to uh, like jive with it. It was cool. Uh, 27 seconds in and I'm thinking, fuck yeah, lowercase. Five seconds later and it's fuck yeah in uppercase. Hit that caps lock button, just write the rest of your fucking notes. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, the, the dance beat starts really strong on this one. Like, it's just about 30 seconds to get into it. But yeah, like, it kicks in pretty damn heavy. Uh, I I wrote this note now, but it's something I notice that pops up every once in a while. Like, I shouldn't say once in a while. It pops up a lot. I wrote uh, that bit, uh, bit crush synth bass or the slap bass in this song specifically was a really cool touch. Uh, yeah. Something about that sound just gives us, like, an incredibly, uh, like, a more groove to an already incredibly danceable track. So yeah. uh, it's just a lot more fun. Like slap bass usually does that, but it's also got like this bit crush effect on it, which this is like, I do mention later on in the review that bit crush is just like its own unique style of distortion that only works if you use it properly. And I think this type of music is really suited to it. So I really like it. Uh-huh. Um, there's a little piano break in the song too, right in the middle. So I thought that was really nice. Uh, it acts as like both as a come down and a build up point all at the same time. Uh, it keeps the track fun and interesting. Probably didn't have to be over five minutes, though, but at the same time, it was fun nonetheless. Um, so I'm glad that you can explain things because I just wish that I could explain the sounds that I enjoy here, but I literally have no idea. So I'm just going to go ahead and agree with everything that you said. Um, 
after and it's funny so for this song in particular uh after a while of listening to this because i i don't know if i had said this earlier but um a couple weeks ago i i was kind of curious of what we were going to do uh, in the coming weeks for this show so i saw this one and i was like huh never heard of them before let's listen and i listened to them before i fell asleep fell asleep immediately not indicative of the type of music that's coming up trust me um and I listened to it while doing some housework. It's just sort of background stuff, right? So it, it's in my brain. So by the time I actually sat down to focus on this, to do the show, I'm listening to this song and I'm like, this kind of sounds familiar. And I'm trying to place where I've heard. I'm trying to reference this song because I subconsciously took it in all of those times I was listening to it before. So this this song I've listened to enough that it has begun to like refer to itself. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Like I'm listening to it going, oh, that melody is really familiar. And then I listen to the song again. And I go, this melody is really fun. No, it's just because I've heard the song before, you dummy. <laughs> I can only imagine that means it's going to score somewhere higher on your list. I hope so. <laughs> There's 18 songs. I hope so. Yeah. God, this has to be like one of the longest albums we've done. Like I know Blood Sugar Sex Magic was like 17. Yeah. Uh, I this one. Year Zero was 16. This has got to be like the longest. I uh, it, it hurts when you're ranking songs and just some of them will have the same number or the same ranking. And then you put them in order and they're so much farther down in the ranking than you want them to be only because you have like out of say 20 songs, you have 11, 7.5s and you're like, shit, <laughs> which, which one of my babies do I love the most? Yeah. I, I think I have groupings of certain numbers like several times. I'm just kind of like looking at yeah. my list now. There's some like doubles of a lot. There's like triplicates of some, yeah. like, yeah, there's groupings of a lot going on here. Yeah, and trying to decide is kind of hard. So hopefully this one's ranked pretty high, but with all the stuff in it, definitely. I want to dance to this uh, aggressively, very aggressively. That's going to be the whole album. You're, and you're just, you're just going to sweat the night away. You're going to be exhausted. Every, every, I feel like everything I say um, in each song can be compounded for the next one <clears throat> so by the time i'm at the last track i don't have to say anything i've pretty much done the entire thing so we'll see how that not, rolls out not bad got a long way to go song number three la venice bitch 80s the title really explains it all right it's like it's like a wish.com description <laughs> late ladies cardigan sweater size girls ladies women ladies I, I definitely like the ones with like the typos and everything like that too. That's, that's kind of, it's like, you know, I would, if I, I would actually want to buy this just for the typo, but I know that I'm going to regret spending any money on it. <laughs> I bought one item off Wish in my entire life and I regretted it. No spelling yeah. errors, but uh, I couldn't even laugh about it because it was so bad. Oh, boo. What was it? It was a small, tiny little desktop air conditioner. It sucks. It's not exciting at all. No, it's not because it was, it was like a test purchase. Because everyone I asked was like, "Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wish is cool," and like they all just fucked with me because Wish is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. All right, L.A. Venice bitch eighties. 
you you please suppose and say i can do that um yeah and yeah. i want to hear your i want to hear your whole movie thing this is well, track that that, that comes after we're done talking about the song too because <laughs> i because I, I have to wrap up all three of them before i can start the synopsis Oh, okay. There's a system. Okay. So yeah, it's like three songs a piece, and then you get a new chunk of synopsis each time. Uh, okay. So as compared to the last couple of tracks, uh, this one definitely has more of that '80s action vibes rather than horror, because the other two felt like horror. Yes. So like this one's like the more, although you could people like Miami seems to be that thing that people go towards when talking about like the '80s aesthetic, but this is yeah. like this is quite literally LA because it says it right in the fucking title, like Venice beach to even be more specific. Sorry, Venice bitch. <laughs> so I mean, like uh, we, we, we gotta, we, we can just imagine Miami, I guess that's fine too. Um, there are sections of staccato synth sequencing, like sprinkled in the background of this track that I actually like really like both tonally and melodically, just like everything's kind of fitting in there. So I really like, uh, it's a really good texture to have too, because like it's so easy to just like play chords and have that. This, the drum beats practically the same throughout the entire album, like kick, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare, mm-hmm. just down at different tempos. So if you just have like these chords playing on top of it, it's not feeling so great. You have like a bass line that's maybe like a little choppy. You're adding a little more, but then you have to, like sprinkle in these like different synths that are doing like staccato stuff and everything like that and arpeggios. Really adds some good texture. So it's keeping this stuff interesting for me thus far. Um, the CB radio bit makes me feel weird. Like I'm going to hear something I'm not supposed to, but it also feels like I just have a police scanner and a free Friday night. Cause you know, I don't know who of our generation didn't have a parent with a police scanner or access to one. Maybe that was just me and my mother. (laughs) I once had an app on my phone that could tune into certain frequencies. I never heard anything exciting, though. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, I don't know. I heard a lot of stuff as a kid, and it's just, it it makes you feel weird. It's like, I don't know. Because it's reality. Like, it's This yeah, isn't, I mean, yeah. uh, th- th- on this one, it's not reality, but, like, when you're actually listening to, like, police radio or, like, ham radio or whatever, like, you're listening to reality happen in real time. It's like, it's like you're eavesdropping on, like, someone i don't know it's so weird well, it makes me feel it, it makes me feel weird but it definitely fits with the vibe of the song um it sounds like the intro to an 80s cop drama and it makes me want to grow a mustache it mustache, is the most, mullet. <laughs> yeah no mullet just the mustache i do want like a curly perm though like a short yeah, hair that's even worse yeah with one mustache well obviously one i don't know why i said that um <laughs> It is the most simplistic, quote unquote, so far, straightforward, not many parts, because like, you know, track one definitely was split up. Uh, Did you know that this song has the least Spotify streams on this album? I think I knew that, too, because I was like looking at the numbers and I was kind of curious about it. But then I didn't note that there are times when I've wanted to note it and just forget to do it. (laughs) I I looked at that. and I was like, there's no way because I actually I like this one. I'm like, how? Like, I, yeah, that makes no sense. Crazy people. Yeah, everyone feels a little differently. Now, I mean, I have a feeling we're not going to match on our list for this one. They should, they should all feel like I do. Everybody, all of you. Well, then every album would be like C and D tier at that point. No, we would just do albums that are A tier. Well, that's why I'm here. And that's actually factual, so you can't even argue that. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so, like, with the rest of this song, too, and this is kind of like a blanket statement for 
really the genre and the album kind of combined um with electronic and like dark wave style music synth wave style music like the theme of like energetic beats are going to be like really frequent in like if you're only getting to this song so far and haven't heard the rest of it, well, get used to it for the most part. I think mm-hmm. there's like a few more tracks that kind of slow down a little bit, but for the most part, it's like this, this like faster kind of stuff. So I do say this and kind of spoiler alert. Uh, they proved me right. Uh, Cause I wrote the note. I can only hope it can find a way to comfortably change up as we continue. I won't give away too much yet, but they do sprinkle in some things that make me go, huh? Or they like structure certain things a little differently. They make me go, oh, that's cool. So, I mean, uh-huh. as, as same as it feels, they do just enough to like make it more interesting. So you'll find that out as we go. Cool. I got nothing else for that one. Okay. Time for my first yeah! uh, one, yeah, plot synopsis. All right. I've been waiting for this. So yeah, obviously, like I'm getting a lot of visuals to these tracks, and like I when I first started doing this, like this plot synopsis, I didn't intend for this to go as long as it did. I was gonna do it just for here, or maybe at the end, and just be done with it. It was gonna be quick. Yeah. But then every three songs it's was like, fun, I, 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 kept, I kept like more of the story kept coming to my head as I was listening to the music. I was like, okay, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and I did a whole fucking story. Although this is just synopsis, obviously, tons of details were left out because I'm I'm not writing a story. If you want me to, you got to pay me to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, go to, go to Kofi, $5 a month to read Chris's manuscript. I'll throw this out there before I even say anything, too. Uh, it, what, I, I will compile all of this, probably even to the best of, maybe put it on Kofi, too, uh, for them first. I'll compile all these synopsis and just like make it one clip itself or a video or something like that. I know it's just a synopsis, but if any animator out there actually wants to take a stab at animating anything I'm saying, like literally like message us and we will talk. I'm not even kidding yeah. because I mean, yeah, I can give you I, work. Too. I would love, love to see this shit in action. Yeah. You have like a lot of uh, creative liberty here because I, I only give certain details, right? <laughs> All right. So at first I was like, there's a couple different, there's a couple different stories that merge into one in this one. So my story so far <clears throat> Some students at the local Midwich Valley High School decided it would be fun to try some occult stuff to scare the new kid. Little did they know, they opened a portal to hell and evil spirits and demons have started pouring out. As demons begin silently making their way into the town's outskirts, our protagonist, Jack Trilogy, is a sexy, slick, hairy-chested, sparkling, mulleted ass-kicker hired to kick ass in the name of ass-kicking. Jack is going about his business and kicking ass when he starts to realize something is wrong and maybe has something to do with the sky turning red. End of Okay. Problem. So, okay. So you <laughs> said like sexy and mullet. All I imagine is Patrick Swayze in like tight blue jeans and cowboy boots. If and that's like, what a, you want. And a plaid shirt with the art, with the sleeves ripped off. Um, and what else did you say? You said like, like spirits through the town or something. Yeah. Uh, all I imagine is Harry Potter for some reason. So I imagine Patrick Swayze in Hogwarts. That is not at all where I'm going with this. <laughs> Do interpretation until we get some sort of visual, right? You're, well, yeah, you're definitely going to get more as we go. I'll tell you more after part two comes after song number six. But for now, song number four, Waking Up the President. I am immediately unsettled. Um, sometimes, oh my God, it's like when you're trying to talk and breathe in again, where you're like, uh, you talk like that. It hurts me so much. Um, but, uh, it, it might just be from the song title, 
but it does sound sort of like an alarm or some sort of siren and i fucking i hate it it's like in the context of the song i'm like okay yeah i see it but generally i'm like could you please turn that off it's getting on my nerves so stop it um but i have a huge praise for the song i do feel like in just over four minutes they told a story with no words and i don't know what the story is i just know that i was with them from beginning to end i have a feeling i know what the story is because i'm writing the damn thing (laughs) yeah well i was with you the whole time oh you're going to continue to be it gets pretty it gets pretty like fantastical as it goes like i i just completely let my inhibitions go i got as ridiculous as i could it's going to get better as it goes good but yes, you're right. It is quite jarring to start with this one. Just have like a, a low pitched robot like yelling at you. <laughs> Took me by surprise. I agree with the alarm thing, though. It kind of reminds me of watching those videos of like hearing different sirens from around the world and then people rate them on how scary they are. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen or that on like even like the Amber Alert yeah. noises and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I think I've seen one where it's like a zero out of 10 because it's like not threatening at all. And then the next like a- one. It might have been the Japanese one that was like less threatening because it sounded kind of cutesy. And and it's always uh, juxtaposed to one that would blow your eardrums. You're like, oh, my God, I understand. It's the end of the world. Oh, my yeah, God. There, there, I think it's there's one from it's like, scary. I want to say Israel or Jerusalem that sounds like a siren is melting and it's fucking terrifying. It sounds really distant, oh too, so it's even scarier. Oh, my God. I could be wrong about the location. It's been a while since I've watched it, but just that's what it reminds me of. Uh, but yeah, the darker vibes are back in this track. Uh, I love the contrast too between like the buzzing bass synths and the match with like the higher stabs of the string samples and everything like that. I thought there was good layering in this one. It k- keeps the track a lot of fun. So uh, this one's definitely bringing the life back. Not that the life's gone anywhere, but like it's just, yeah. you know, if you go down a little bit, you're not going down too far, but then suddenly the hill just goes right back up. Yeah. Uh, I did mention that the transitions from one part to another are so good. Uh, nothing really sounds too forced. It's just very fluid. And I like that. Uh, I feel like they let the beat drop where it wanted to, and it was perfect. It wasn't like, I, I don't know. There are artistic liberties and then there are artistic liberties and none of the latter were taken. It was just wherever it deserved to be. That's where it was. It felt very natural. I liked it. Um, and the glitching out at the end, again, I, I'm just uncomfortable with all of this because the glitching out at the end made me uncomfortable because I, I'm still in that sort of thriller movie mindset. So any of that stuff is like, it, it kind of feels like as you go farther on, humans are going to be enslaved by robots. Again, that that's your side of the visual. You think <laughs> you think of robots? That's fine. I do. Yes. I I love the the effects at the end there. We uh, anyone who's been on this podcast long enough knows that I like noisy shit. So I heard that and I was like, oh, that's pretty damn cool. I like how it just sounds yeah. like it's malfunctioning at the end, like as if like this was like a distress call. And I, I'm not going to give away too much about my story, but this is like a distress call. And but then like shit's going down you know so that's why things are malfunctioning so it's pretty cool uh yeah the slow breakdown in the middle of this was a really smart touch too it's like it's moments like that that like obviously never fail to make people like really anticipate the drop that tends to like close out the last bit of the track yeah you kind of already like stated that um so yeah i think it's well done here i mean you can see it coming from a mile away but that doesn't make it any less exciting so that's fine i like that Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, this one, fantastic track. I'm glad we're still on a good course so far. 
Yes, and I think it would be fun to do some TikTok shuffle dances to this song. I'm sure someone has somewhere. Some like cyber rave, goth, whatever has done some shit. I don't know. Good, because I do not have the coordination in my legs to do so. I would probably roll an ankle. So if I could just see that happen and fulfill uh, my lifelong dream of seeing that, that I only thought of about three hours ago, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, see, I'm I'm at that point where I'm only going to be sitting in my seat, like bobbing my head and shoulders. That's how yeah. I dance now. I don't anything um, beyond this will actually hurt. So, I I think I I was standing definitely, and I was doing this where it's like I'm bopping my neck from different side. I don't know. It was it was good. I cracked my neck once. I was going to say you felt my, your brainstem loosen up. <laughs> I did. I did. My oh, neck it's is becoming so unhinged. Don't oh, know. I forgot the letter B. Oh. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, All so right. it killed me. Well, I mean, uh, you're not going to stop dying from here on out because this still gets pretty intense. Song number five, uh, it's like 347 Midnight Demons or 347 Midnight Demons. I don't know how it's supposed to stylize it. I take it as 347 Midnight Demons, like individual demons. That is kind of what I was thinking. Uh, I assume that he has night terrors or some sort of... What? What is it when your body is frozen and your eyes are open and... You're like not awake, but like, you are awake. Like, well, it's like sleep paralysis, hypnagogia. Yeah, sleep paralysis. That's what I assume. Uh, like I said, with the transitions, the last track, very nice continuation uh, for this one. The main riff, okay, I am totally going to screw up whatever instruments there are. Could be programmed, could be live. I don't know. Is it a harp? Is it a piano? I don't know. Could be somebody patting the ass of a goat. Who fucking knows? But the main riff, which I assume is an overblown guitar, maybe with effects, maybe, uh, sounds like a lawnmower. And it could be a lawnmower that sounds like a guitar. I don't know. But that's what I got. So I got waking up in bed, opening my eyes and listening to this outside my window. I just imagine them bringing like a John Deere into the studio <laughs> and just holding a microphone up to it and just like revving it and shit. It's the Great ride, sound it's sample. The riding, it's the riding one too. Oh my God. Yeah, it was what I'm picturing too. Like the Hank Hill style John Deere riding mower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that the glitchy ending from the last song like bleeds pretty well into this one. So mm-hmm. it, 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 it kind of felt like it was becoming that leading melody, the one that you were just kind of describing. So that works really well i thought it was like a good uh clever compositional choice uh it it's still exciting by now like i thought i'd already be tired of hearing songs like this like fifth time over and over again type deal like not so so much as changes been like the hard pounding beats but it's still really fun to listen to and it's still really fun for me to make up this story as i go along so i mean like I, I guess I, I don't know if that would count as a bias because it's not like I could do this with another album where it's like, yeah. especially if there's vocals and there's someone kind of like telling me the story, I can't make up another one when I'm clearly hearing what they're trying to tell me. So that's why something like this makes it a hell of a lot more fun. Fair. Uh, I do have a question for you unrelated to anything you said. I don't know. I wasn't really listening. Um, did you hear those Tom drums? The electronic I heard- Tom drums. Yeah. I heard them and all I wrote was, hey, Chris, do you hear those tom drums? It's like one of the first times that I actually heard them uh, thus far. I think I hear them only a couple more times. There, there's a handful of times and there's a song I made a note about it. Um, 
it, it's funny because I usually do praise the the holy hell out of uh, tom drums. The '80s tom drums, the big hollow sounding '80s tom drums. They're electronic too. That's not a real drum set. Yeah. yeah. Um, like yeah, it, it's not bad. There's nothing wrong with it, but I don't get as excited for them. I know people love the fucking Hawaii Five O drum roll and everything like that, but like that's not super my thing. But I get the appeal oh of it, God. I guess. Oh my god, it so is, and I mentioned that uh, I I don't know one of the songs coming up somewhere that uh, when when it goes from a quiet to a loud part, you just kind of get and then it goes back to loud. I fucking love that every single time. I I think I made maybe the same note on the same song because I know I think I know exactly which part you're talking about too. Oh, I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. It'll be interesting if uh, we we. Uh, kind of put our heads together on that one. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, again, the breakdown in the middle of this one's cool too. Uh, it does have that feeling of like an epic showdown about to begin too. So I thought that was uh, really interesting. I mentioned that, you, like like you said, song fades out, sort of false finish. But when it comes back, I said, oddly enough, the song coming back felt like a personal comeback, like being taken out, but coming back up stronger. Yeah, that, going by your visuals, the, the the hill of people came down, and started attacking the dude, uh, and he, like, but he I was so, huge, yeah, like up. he he was being beaten. as one of those things on the ground, covering his heads, like this is it for our hero. But then suddenly, some godlike power, and he just burst them off like yeah. Neo in the Matrix or some shit. Yeah, and, and yeah, still just like standing the there like twenty feet tall, and he's just like, I'm gonna step on all of you. Yeah, like King Kong, <laughs> and then picks the picks the bullies up and then bites their heads off. And that's where you get back into the the horror murder thing. All ties up together. Yeah, you just break apart their limbs and make a popsicle stick bridge out of their bodies. I mean, there you go. That's badass. You need marshmallows to stick them into, though. Yeah, I guess so. That's fine. Just go (laughs) find some really big marshmallows. (laughs) They're very clearly easy to get when you're 20 feet tall. Of course. I, it's funny because I'm trying to describe other visuals that aren't part of my story because I'm not trying to give anything away. So like while you're yeah. describing things, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on with this story because mine's already written now. So it's all good. Yeah. You're like, let's make her extra wrong and tell her how good my story is, <laughs> which I'm really looking forward to. Hey, I'm, just, I'm writing a B story at this point, so it's fine. A B tier story, if you will. Excellent. Song number six, Le Pouve. Yes. Okay. So I don't have much for this one. So I'm just going to whip right through them because it is a lot just imagery for me, I guess. Um, So this one, I imagine this playing is the male lead walks into an underground dive bar looking for someone, but being mystified by the goings on he sees. Is he looking for the perv? (laughs) Maybe, which isn't like the back room, but he's got to walk through everything to get there. Uh, this one feels dark in like emotional tone. Um, the end does feel like a breakthrough. And I wonder if the next song will be lighter in feel. Um, and I was glad when it was over because at certain points I did want it to end. I don't know if I really wanted it. Like, I don't, I don't know. It felt a little long in some parts, but aside from that, I don't think I scored it. I mean, badly i hope well anything less than a 10 is badly in our eyes (laughs) 4.1 yikes i've scored terrible songs higher than that so that would make me feel really bad it's not trust me trust me um 
I, I really like the bassiness of this track. And I, I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, considering a lot of the album has like these buzzy bassy tones, but I think this, it was done well here up to this point. So I really like it. Uh, I, that again, I make a comment about the, the, uh, bit crunch, uh, synth sequencer. I thought it was fantastic. It's like, it's like a little detail. And it's not even really a driving part of the song or anything, but like, it sounds so cool and matches the atmosphere like perfectly. So, and it was, it was, I mean, it's kind of driving. It's a little quieter, I guess. It wouldn't be like right in your face, but it's definitely like a, what I thought was a really fun part. So I like that. Uh, this song felt a little more thrilling to me. Uh, some of the instrumental choices were really well done. It added intrigue and just like an overall sense of excitement to the album at this point, which is again, a little weird to say, considering that everything's practically been exciting up to this point. Yes. Uh, but yeah, a very grand ending to the track too. It's like the last minute or two of the track. Uh, very wide and loud synth strings, just like really making this track feel like a huge space. Like pr- production wise, it feels like a huge space. Like I know in different albums I've mentioned, like oh the soundscape, you got to use this and that and fill it out and like yeah. don't make it sound so tiny. Don't don't be this tiny band in a huge space. Well, this yeah. is one guy filling out the entire soundscape by himself, and I think it's fantastic. It's funny because I think I may have looked him up today or yesterday. It baffled me that it was just one person. Like, clearly there's like a touring band, right? But like, it's just out of the brain of one guy. That's crazy. Yeah. uh, God, I can't remember the names, but on tour and like when I saw him live, he has a guitarist and a drummer from another French rock band or metal band, prog metal band. Uh, so yeah, it's him in the center of the stage with this keyboard and like he had this cool design on the front of it too, like his logo Then the guitarist off to the left drummer off to the right. And like, that's what he's got going along with him. But yeah, when it's in the studio, it's like, I think it's just him. He might occasionally guest star some musicians like spoiler alert. That's a singer a little later on. Uh, and yeah, even the guitar work in this album is like just done by someone else too. Possibly the same guy. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Are we ready for part two of my story? Damn right. All right. So if you can remember what happened last time, the problem has only gotten worse to the point where it seems like this is now a national emergency. The president is made aware and declares a state of emergency. The red sky is, is... The red sky is far more than the main issue now. The demons have started pouring into the city and all of its main centers. 347 midnight demons to be unnecessarily specific. (laughs) The president calls in all the air support he can, all the support he can, but seeing the current state of the city, will it matter at all? As Jack Trilogy makes his way through through town in his 1984 amethyst-colored Chevy convertible, he gets a call from the president on his Mobira Cityman model 1320 cellular telephone. I had to do research for that part. Jack is summoned to the White House immediately. The president needs Jack Trilogy. America needs Jack Trilogy. End of part two. Oh my God. Okay, so <laughs> I am imagining a Knight Rider, but instead of David Hasselhoff, it's Patrick Swayze. Um, That's your lead. Eh? You're just sticking with him? Well, obviously, like you can't, it's, it's a movie. You can't just switch it. You can't do it like season one, uh, Will Smith's mom in Fresh Prince and then it changes. No, no, we're not doing that. Anyways, Patrick Swayze, a God bless his soul. Um, and I'm just kind of imagining like, cause you say you pick up his like car phone or whatever. So I'm picturing that, but there's some, some of the verbiage you were using, you know, like, 
uh, what would like save the city or something along those lines. I'm imagining him, imagining him also as Batman. Because he's getting the call from the president directly saying we yeah. need Jack Trilogy. Yeah. So. But I, I had to look up that. both of those things. I was like, what's a badass looking car from the 80s? And I found the 1984 Chevy convertible. Uh, no, yeah, convertible. And the, then I was like, what is like a brand of phone that they would have had in the 80s? Like a cell phone, like those giant weird hand bricks. Then I found the Morbira City Man Model 1320. And I was just like. Oh, yeah. And it's also cordless. Jack Trilogy is badass to be cordless. What what kind of car did you say? 1984 Chevy convertible. And it's uh, dark amethyst colored. Because all that's coming up is a Chevy Cavalier convertible. And if that's what you chose, we're going different. We're going different routes with this interpretation. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know because I don't really know cars that well. That's why I had to yeah. Google it and be like, what's this? What's this? Ooh, what's this? I could probably find the exact picture and show you eventually. Mm, All right. This, this movie will continue as we continue through the review. Song number seven, Roller Mobster. Um, warning, a lot of these reviews are going to get shorter and shorter solely because I just run out of things to say that I haven't said in the word salad that was the first and second tracks. Um, so this one starts out sounding like an ominous wind in the desert. Uh, definitely a scene that we have painted many, many times before. Any sort of wailing guitar or anything like that. But this kind of sounds like an ominous wind. It kind of continues on and then obviously you get you know the sort of dance beat back in uh so my thought was ominous wind in the desert everything's black you you think that it's nighttime right well it's not it's it's some sort of simulation so it's all dark and then as the music comes in is all dancing the lights come back up which you thought was night it's not the lights come up and you're at burning man Oh, and you don't know how you got there. What an awful place to be. <laughs> I don't know what happens there. It's the only thing in the desert I can think of that would have music. A bunch of tech millionaires go there, think that they're being cool and hippies for a couple of days. It's it's bullshit. It's stu- it, not- it, it used to be a hippie festival, but now like tech millionaires are going there. It's like, oh, we're hippies, man. Anyways, it's- we're part of corporations who hate hippies. Isn't that Coachella too, then? Oh, yeah, it's all corporate now. There's there's no good fucking festival. Even Lollapalooza, which used to be badass, is no longer yeah. badass. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same thing happened to Woodstock. And I what mean, like... Bonnaroo? I always um, thought that was grassroots, but I don't know if... Maybe it is. A, I don't know someone. too too much about Bonnaroo, so I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Um. So, yeah, for Roller Mobster, uh, I thought there was a cool opening to this track. It was a far more uh, atmospheric, string-driven type opening. When I say string, it's all like synth. There's no, like, real strings yeah. on there. Um, and then it obviously gives gives way to hard, uh, the uh, hard beats once again because you just can't avoid them in this album. Uh, some of the synth choices throughout the track weren't doing it for me as much as like other tracks, but everything still fits pretty well overall. I would say uh, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty intense all the way through. It never really uh, a point of letting up, but uh, that's what the beginning was for, I guess. Considering the beginning was the technically the quieter part of the song. Yeah. So if you want any reprieve, that's where you're going to get it. You don't get it towards the end of the song. During, well, speaking the end of the song, um, I I wrote, that was it. Like, I was so into it, and it felt so much shorter than it is. It's only three minutes 30, but, like, I was into it, into it, into it. And then the next song starts, I was like, what the 
fuck? Like I wasn't done. Like I was still, I was still, you know, it's like someone leaving the room when you're trying to talk to them. You're like, I wasn't done my sentence. You're going to come back until I'm finished. I could have listened to that song like four more times and it would have been fine. Um, I can totally hear vocals over it. It could be just sort of that synth little melody over top, which happens a lot of songs this album where it's like I can kind of hear where there would be vocals uh which I think is pretty cool because you can really interpret whatever with some sort of guideline um but after listening to this I want some glow sticks and drugs so you're just gonna straight up go to a rave then yes but minus the people so I just want glow sticks and drugs oh so you'll be in your own house high out of your head raving with no one home or anything like that yes and Maybe. cops outside the front door. <laughs> yeah, because of all the noise complaints of just you going nuts by yourself. Right, yes. The speakers are already blown out, so it's just like nothing but fuzz and crackling coming through the speakers. And you're just like, <laughs> oh! oh just like making weird screaming noises. And when the cops show up, I'm in, a, I'm in a, like a backwards bathing suit, completely indecently exposed. And I'm like rolling around on my front lawn while this music is blasting through my open front door. See, what I imagine is that you have, a, like, you have face paint, but it's, like, done with Crayola crayon because you're just high out of your head. And you're, you're backwards bathing suit, you're saying. I'm imagining yeah. that you're wearing this 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 tiny, one, like, kind of one-piece bathing suit made crudely out of Hawaiian lays that you did yourself. That and are so, not yeah, covering a just, fucking thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's only marginally covering certain things, but, like, it, you're practically on display. And then you open the door, it's like... Uh, <laughs> it's like well it's a good thing yes. you brought handcuffs and also yes. here's a towel <laughs> oh my god yeah yep okay well that that's my review of that song yes fantastic then we can we, we can move on and meet matt striker now number eight meet matt striker wwe personality <laughs> matt striker okay i'm glad you said that because i, to, I actually just looked at it i'm like isn't that a, like a wrestler or something like that <laughs> So when I listened to this album for the first time, this was the first song I listened to because I looked at that and went, Matt Stryker, isn't he a wrestler? I think he's an announcer or like an interviewer, but uh, either way makes me laugh a lot. Um, and my first note for this one, uh, wrestling uh, out of the question, whatever, uh, seamless transition again. This feels like a concept album. I, I mean, it, this far before I thought that. It, it, I mean, it could be, but again, this was three EPs, and I, I couldn't find a connecting story itself. Mm-hmm. Again, like what I thought I was writing about a story about this album when I did the description turned out to be for the album Leather Teeth, which is the, yeah, again, yeah. the one that came after this. So I mean, like, I was like, well, fuck. Then what is this one about? And I couldn't find a connecting story. So I was just like, yeah. maybe it's just a connection of things that he made up in his head that sounds like a coherent soundtrack. I don't know. Yeah, and also I'm looking up. There's two Matt Strikers, both wrestlers, and then one became a commentator. Yes, uh, and I mean they're kind of the same age too, like five years apart. Yeah, and the Matt Striker that we don't know, he actually spells it like the one in this song, so that's, oh. that's kind of strange. Meet that Matt Striker, I guess. Interesting. I um, like I know the pacing technically hasn't changed at all. Like, I, I think it's just because like a lot of the 16th notes are kind of like toned down in this one so that's what makes it sound like the pace has changed but it's still yeah. a faster tempo uh this one seems like a lot calmer because of that and like the energy's still there it's just not overblown so it's nice to have this 
what you can consider a come down moment, I guess, even though it's yeah. not really. Um, I'm digging the touches of the guitar solo on this one. I thought that was cool. And it definitely gives you something new to enjoy. Uh, and here, here's where I mentioned some uh, 80s drums. The 80s style tom drum rolls are also pretty cool and absolutely suiting a needed sound for this album, especially paired with the very 80s sounding guitar solo. All right. So I'm just going to blast right through mine, seeing how you've said almost everything. Um, <laughs> I, I do like the longer drawn out notes where the beat is fast, but like the guitar is kind of like a half note, whole note. It just it sustains a little longer. I like that a lot. Uh, the electronic drum roll, very much like that. I love the guitar here because it just gives me cheesy and excessive and it sounds so 1980s. I love this so much. This is the best thing I've ever heard. And uh, my end thought for this one, uh, my brain is goo. Well, it's doing its job then. We're only eight songs in. There, oh my God. there are literally 10 songs left. Oh, we're almost halfway. We're almost halfway. It, it's it's so weird, though, because like I'm so used to getting the track eight. It's like, OK, we're starting to close out the album now. It's like, bitch, right. like we are just nearing the halfway point. Oh, my God. Everyone get up and stretch. Yeah, this is like where the intermission happens yeah. and I play let's go out to the lobby and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> Yes. And then I, I don't come back for another 35 minutes because I thought we were I for, forgot that we were do not done recording. Yeah. And then it says that that I logged off a minute after you put up the intermission. I was like, all right, see ya. And then I just read all I do is look in the camera, read the rest of my story and just log out. And that's it. Like there's no <laughs> official review to this anymore. Yeah. What, what a good last episode we would have. Last episode, yeah, and then you'd have to read our fucking obituary. Song number nine, obituary. I'm surprised because he used the word bitch earlier for beach that he didn't put bitch in this title. Obituary. Oh it would be too, too overkill or too obvious. Or he wrote it, tried to read it and go, no, someone's going to say something stupid. Suppose so. I thought I would have giggled. The piercing high notes at the beginning of this fucking may they make me anxious but just like what was it the first or second song in the album i started vibing to them after a while because it's just you kind of get into that if something is constant enough you can kind of make music to it if you're creative enough so i'm just like yeah this is fine um but the vocals quote-unquote vocals i don't know if that's just sort of a synth melody to kind of make it like mock a voice uh Reminds me of Mr. Roboto by Styx. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has like a sort of a robotic sort of effect on his voice. And that's kind of what. Well, I've heard, yeah, I've heard the of. song. I mean, yeah. 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 I, I thought you were going to say something about like Funky Town or something like that. Nope. Those nope, electronic vocals sticks. in there too. Yep. Specifically sticks. Uh, this song, yeah, uh, was a good time for a come down, I thought. I mean, there was a slower pacing in this one. The atmosphere. Uh, slower pacing and atmosphere overall to the track. So uh, I would consider this one to come down, but again, it's really hard to do that on this album. And yeah, I do like that synth voice that kind of like pops up and through the track. It's, it's a good touch. And considering that the slower nature of this uh, track also cuts out a lot of the intense layers uh, that some of the faster tracks had. Mm -hmm. uh, I really thought this one filled that space well. Like it was another good texture to have considering I don't want to say that with like the song is minimal because I don't think there's anything on this album that's minimal. But th again, there just wasn't as much going on. So that layering, that little sprinkle of there, the synth voice really helped. Mm -hmm. I don't really have much uh, else to say about this. I just started rambling. Um, 
I I did say just with this whole like uh, synth vocal thing or whatever, and I do heavy uh, what per not parentheses whatever quotations. heavy quotations. Yeah, that's it. My brain is just melted from listening to this fucking album. So if I don't remember any words, it's just because they are gone now. Um, but anyways, I I was saying about those little vocal things. Uh, I do hate when there's like a voice that I can't understand. Like I feel immediately in danger. Now it's like, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, it's not when people like speak clearly in another language, whatever, that's fine because I can tell they're not going to kill me. But if I hear like muffled voice or something and I don't know what they're saying, I'm just so scared that like if I listen hard enough and I start to understand that I'm going to hear like death threats or I'm going to hear something terrifying. So it's always that like maybe it's just the fear of the unknown that a lot of this uh, album is really bringing out of me. And I don't like that, although it's kind of like a thriller movie where you're scared and your chest feels tight. But you're going to keep watching like you close your eyes and then you peek through because you can't miss it. That's kind of how well, yeah, I feel. Like, horror is probably one of the most fun genres there yeah. are because I mean, like fear is such a strong emotion. So that's, that's what makes people have fun in horror movies or watching them at the very least, because I mean, like it makes you feel alive. It makes you feel part of it when you're like scared shitless. Yeah. I mean, granted, so long as it's not jump scares, cause jump scares just suck. They ruin the movie. Yeah. You need to like, watch a good horror. I don't watch a lot of like, scary movies horror movies but the ones that i do like are like psychological thrillers about day-to-day things because if it's like supernatural and like werewolves don't exist this is stupid and then i just think it's the whole thing's a joke but if it's like 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 even poltergeist it was so old but it has to do with a tv something everyone has in their house fucking to this day i'm just like no i'm not gonna look at tv static no thank you it's too weird but it's just it it puts me off and that's kind of where i where i'm at with this entire album and i'm done with this song well he wanted to produce like horror style things like soundtracks for like video games and movies and stuff so i mean like if you're being affected by it that means he's doing his job and he's not even hired to do it yeah well just stop don't not release albums though i actually kind of like this so just do both well, I mean, uh, go listen to his other albums. Like, I've heard the Leather Teeth album, and I mean, that's pretty yeah. damn cool. Like, there's an actual story you can read up. He wrote the story to it, like, like kind of a synopsis like I did. Uh, yeah. And you can just see what the album's trying to say there. And it's very much 80s horror-inspired as well. And I watch next week, I show up with a review to that album, and you're like, okay, so we're doing so-and-so. And I'm like, shit. We're not doing Carpenter <laughs> Bird again. We, minimum six months. Minimum. Come on. Oh my now. God. I'm like, come on. God damn it. All right. We'll move on to song 10, but not before I give you part three of the yes. Jack trilogy story. Okay. All right. So continuing on Jack trilogy makes it to the white house, but it looks like it's too late. The building is standing, but crumbling all around. Jack attempts to enter the property, but is met by a handful of large midnight demons surrounded. There's only one thing he can and wants to do fight jack begins to battle the demons in an Batman. awesome and e- epic 80s montage style fight it's so unbelievably cool and mind-blowing that i won't even bother describing it because no words can do it a crumb of justice as the battle wages 
I fucking love that description. As the battle wages on, Jack starts to become overwhelmed. As much as he is an as much as he is a kick-ass ass-kicking machine, currently kicking all the ass. These are paranormal forces. Nearing the jaws of defeat, a man drops from the sky, sending a shockwave out and making the demons scatter. It's Matt Stryker. As the demons scatter, the 10-foot-tall man cloaked in steel muscles <laughs> tells Jack what happened and that they have the power to close the portal once and for all. He bestows an ancient power called Acto Temporal de Dios to Jack. You can translate that if you want, because I think the title is hilarious on that one, too. Oh. He, he bestows the power to Jack in his sweet Chevy convertible in case anything happens. Just then, Matt Stryker explodes. That sucks that he died so suddenly. Seems like he could have been a cool guy. Mourning the loss of his very brief best friend and heterosexual power partner, Jack realizes it's now up to him to save the United States and even the world. <laughs> what? Um, this feels like like a combo between like a bunch of movies like like Roadhouse and Batman, I assume to some capacity. Um, there was another one I was thinking of when you were talking. Um dang, there was another one I was thinking of. Um, but it uh this is this is interesting. Um, I am going to have to see some sort of animated version of this to really get it all tied together. Um, but uh, but thus far, I am confused. Good because it's a very weird convoluted story that I wrote on the spot. I didn't really think much of it when I got to the part of yeah. writing it. I would just like type it. I was like, okay, I'll have to connect that at some point. So okay, whatever, we'll do it. Just. I, I still can't get past the naming of your main character. It's just it's too bad. It's just too bad. It's like it's like having that's a wrestler. It's like having like a wrestler that's called like Jeff Wrestling. You're like, okay, that took absolutely no creativity at all. So every time you say Jack trilogy, I imagine like 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 who who is it from from the show 48 jack something jack i think of him yeah i think of him then i think of um wasn't there like some sort of action guy jack ryan or something i'm just thinking like an amalgamation of like a dozen people to sort of um fill out your whole idea well that was the all. kind of thing i picked a very bland name and then yeah. just trilogy because that's going to look great on a movie poster for, for the album that's just called trilogy so boom that's what works it's like you know it's like the born identity and you have jason born i mean yeah yeah i thought of that too that's right. actually a, a thing that i've seen i've seen every single jason born movie difference is my story's better song number 10 looking for tracy zoo i believe it's pronounced there's a capital t in there but i think the t is probably silent tracy zoo like a, yeah like a like a shit so I, I have no idea. Tracy to um, Zoo. Regardless, number 10, looking for Tracy Zoo. Uh I guess this this is another disclaimer. I'm just gonna keep saying this. Uh I think that at a certain point, I'm just gonna like stop reviewing song by song because like I can only repeat myself 66 times, and we are going on 65. <laughs> um so again, uh this song has obviously wailing guitar. It is kind of like a sort of longing. Again, I like the mimicking vocals where it's just 
synth notes and it kind of feels like uh vocals or lyrics or whatever i like that a lot um and i realized that it took this long uh that i love doing this podcast for stuff like this things that i wouldn't find by myself because sometimes i'm too narrow-minded with my musical preferences that like i was saying earlier the broad genre of like EDM or sort of electronic music. I'm like, eh, there's stuff that I like, but like, I'm really particular. And then when I find something so far down that vein that it matches so much of what I like, I'm never going to go down that vein so far to find it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's a waste of time. But having to do this, like doing right the record to me is a requirement. So I'm like, okay, I have to listen to this whether I like it or not, then I come out of it really liking it. And then I'm very upset that I have another back catalog that I have to add to a list that I'm never going to get through. So God damn it. That's like me with TV shows. And I just gave up on a bunch of shit because it's like, I'm (laughs) never going to, I think like the most recent shows I've ever finished was like breaking bad. And I can't even technically say walking dead. I stopped watching after season 10, but breaking bad, I finished. So, I mean, like, I think that was the last TV show I ever finished front to back. And maybe Joe Perry talks with you. That's another one. I finished front to back because that's an awesome show. Yeah. (laughs) Very peaceful. Uh, But as for Tracy zoo over here or to zoo, whatever uh, I I like that this track is also like slower than the others. We're still bringing like a good amount of energy. This has kind of already Mm -hmm. happened before, but I'm liking that it's still happening. Uh, I wouldn't count this one as a calm down on the point, the uh, a calm down point on this album. Uh, Or maybe I would considering like the other, I I said other songs kind of felt like that. So I guess this would be in that vein. So I guess that's a welcome feeling. That's cool. Uh, It's another track with, great atmosphere i mean a lot of these songs have really good atmosphere to them so it's all really cool uh something far more dramatic about this one too and even though that could be argued for other tracks because i mean a lot of tracks sound dramatic in their own way although mm-hmm. i think other tracks have far more intensity though whereas this one's not super intense so i mean it kind of helps draw that back a little bit at the very least so that's cool and yeah 10 tracks i'm still not tired of this uh each track is just really interesting and alluring so what can i say There are some tracks, I think, coming up where you kind of get a, um, a, I don't don't know, a look back at some of the songs at the front half of the album where you're like, oh, this sounds sort of familiar. This sort of sounds like this. But it's like, I don't know, they're more, they feel like more transitional tracks. But aside from that, everything sounds pretty different from each other. And it is really easy to keep attention through this entire thing. So it has my attention as well, at least. And that never happens. <laughs> and as I did mention earlier, too, like uh, th- this album does something really good where it occasionally sprinkles in some new things in certain yeah. tracks. Not all the time. Uh, even coming up, there are a couple of new things that'll uh, pop up. So I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, we already got some of it already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, what am I in for now? Like, you're going to get a lot more or less a lot of the same what you've been getting. Although yeah. the difference is it's fun as compared to other albums we've done where it's just like, please just put the, I'll eat a fucking bullet now. Yes. Whereas this one, I'm not feeling that uh, there are tracks coming up where I'm just like, OK, it's feeling like a little much. It's not getting me as much, but I, I never like sunk to the point of like disliking what I was hearing. Fair. Now. I am looking something up only because you were talking about like 
you know, other albums that we've listened to that kind of sound a little stale after maybe like halfway through the album or whatever. Um, I did read an article that I cannot find. Oh, there we go. Okay, so I'm going to read you the title. Um, Stephen Wilson. No, where is it? Hold on. Damn it. I hate Why when do I feel write- like I've seen this title. Because I've you seen, might have. He's been popping up on my goddamn Google feed so much now, and I'm so angry at you for it. Uh-huh. My phone can hear me. Stop showing me that fucking man's work. Uh-huh. Stephen Wilson. I'm constantly disappointed by extraordinary guitar players that have no that have got no concept of how to change their tone. I I do agree. I do agree because there are albums that we do that fucking sound the same. But I know that all you want to say is that all his stuff sounds the same. Well, not not even just that. First off, of course, that had to come from someone as fucking prissy as fucking Stephen Wilson. And second off, oh, cool your fucking jets, Dave Mustaine. Like, don't put yourself holier than now above everyone. Like, fuck off with this guy. Seriously. I read that and I was like, I I have to fit that in somewhere because at this point I just like aggravating you news about him. Well, it's gotten to the point now where I even made a meme on our social media pages about me fucking not liking Stephen Wilson. <laughs> but the, the, the caption, the caption of the picture was "Porky Pine Tree." is pretty all right, though. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I was talking to my dad and uh, he got me sort of into Porcupine Tree and Steve Wilson and all that stuff. So every time there's a new release, he'll buy two. So he'll send me one and he keeps one. And uh, he, I was talking to him recently. He's like, yeah, he's like, your copy of the Harmony Codex came in. And I was, all I'm thinking is, yeah, I'm going to open that one up on, uh, on the show. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, look what I got. I open it. And you're like, I swear to fucking God. All ended. <laughs> oh my god, it pleases me. That's fine. I'll bring back Bob Dylan. He's not dead. I can resurrect him regardless. You know what? I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to thicken my skin because if I can dish it, I should take it, or I should stop the show. So this will be our last episode. <laughs> that, that that just sounds like the beginning of a joke. Stephen Wilson and Bob Dylan walk into a bar. <laughs> like, oh my god, what an annoying conversation that oh. was. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god we're, yeah we're gonna have to think of something there Shit. okay song number 11 we're moving on now yes. sex killer on the loose you first this time please yeah because you're getting to that point where you don't really have notes quote unquote anymore not really they're all like this is the image i get this is how it makes me feel one of them i have a whole bunch and two of them i have one sentence so uh, well, this one transit. This is another song that transitioned really well from the previous track. Uh, this one's like a little more hard hitting continuation of the previous track. So I kind of like how you're getting this continuity, but it's just picking up in intensity. So I do like that because, yeah. as I said, the other song was more or less kind of a come down moment, but this one picks it back up. And uh, the guitar work in this track was a hell of a lot of fun. Like you heard the guitar uh, in a handful of tracks on this album, but I mean, like this one stood out to me obviously enough that I wrote a know about it note about it uh it definitely has like far more like notable parts this time around so it's obviously doing something to keep my interest yes um now i did note that it does sound too similar to others on the album that i probably wouldn't remember what this one was called um i do like it though it is tickling my brain my brain has been sufficiently tickled for at least 12 songs so far 
Um, I enjoyed that the song started pretty immediately, the whole runoff for the one before it. Um, and this is where I did mention again, the drum fills linking the quiet and loud parts definitely in this song really, really liked it. And the guitar, the guitar knows when to fuck off. It is welcomed. It doesn't overstay. It is not annoying. I like it every single time because it's not every single time. I, I am still on board with everything that is happening. They have not lost me yet. I, I do agree. And the best part is because, again, the guitars isn't even like a main part of the band. It's just like a guest appearance. So obviously, like Carpenter Brute, the guy knows what he wants his tracks to sound like. He produces ah. it all by himself. So he's like, I want a little bit here. And if you go one note overboard, I swear to God, you're fired. Right. <laughs> Probably did a Steely Dan thing and made him record it like 70 times until it was perfect, which it was. Then he hires Stephen Wilson on. He goes 100 notes overboard. And that's like, I don't care who you are. Get the fuck out of my studio, you annoying four-eyed freak. Or he's like, you're in the... A hundred unnecessary notes. You're in the band. Not in Carpenter Bird. Far <laughs> too much synth going on for Stephen Wilson's bullshit. I'm just going to keep ripping on him. That's fine by me. He, he does have some synthy songs, which were universally panned by their... Well, not universally... Uh, generally panned by his fans uh, only because he they want him to sound more like Porcupine Tree when really that was just him like 25 years ago. So what do, what do you want? He's old and probably senile. I don't know. Well, you can't please everyone or in his case, can't please anyone. <laughs> I got a bunch more, trust me. But, I, uh, yeah. uh, one more thing about the song, oh. though. I'm still I'm still really digging the uh, the big, big crush effects. Uh, being used across some of the instrumentals again i think they're in a genre like this it's really well used especially not being like way too overdone i think there's a couple of bass synths throughout the album that maybe kind of go heavy on it still not all that bad though uh it's just again as i said earlier this is actually where the note comes from just a more unique choice of distortion if properly used and it's very effective in tracks overall like this so yeah i said that earlier but that's exactly where i wrote this note finally Cool. I got nothing. Well, I guess my really end thought is fun for this one. Well, I mean, that's the whole album, really. It is. Song number 12, Hang Em All, not to be confused with Kill Em All by Metallica. Uh, you wouldn't anyway, but whatever. <laughs> or or Hang Em High by My Chemical Romance. Same thing. Would not have thought of that. I don't even uh, know that what that is. I wasn't well, my really Chemical fan. Romance was a band from New Jersey. Now they formed it. All righty then. <laughs> um, so, okay, they were Helena, so, that's all I know. Yes. Um, same album, I'm pretty sure. Um, so anywho, now earlier in this, you said there are no strings. It's all just synth. So I did say harps, but it's just universally known by now. It's just all keyboards and that's it. Um, so the harps or whatever they are at the beginning are very... You've been chased into a church, probably by a vampire. Uh, the piano sounds very like Samba-esque, kind of has like some sort of like, I don't know, a South American Caribbean dance feel. And I like it. Maybe I missed that part then because I don't, I don't know, because... You you kind of alluded to the idea earlier that like it's it's hard to remember certain things about these tracks, especially because right. like you know we've only heard the album a few times at this point. 
So it, it's hard for me to like point at anything else, especially because it's all instrumental and just like they all run on the same beat more or less, just like kind of change it up a little bit. So yeah. I don't know. I probably heard it and I just don't remember and I didn't really write a note about it. Yeah. Um. So 50 seconds into the song, there's like a, a come down, which is like a cool little portion of the track that I really like. Uh, again, there's a bit of tension in there, but it also feels like there's some emotion being brought out this time around. So I thought that was pretty cool. It felt a little more emotional. I wouldn't say like really tugging on the heartstrings, but like as if something's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the louder, more ed energetic parts like really like accentuate that too, or or maybe even are accentuated by the quieter parts because like it just kind of drives everything back in again. So I think that's a really cool change up and mix going on in the song. Uh, the change up towards the middle is also super cool. It's got like that long drawn out like string chord part that we've gotten like over the last few tracks. I do like the return of the staccato since like punching its way through, especially in the bassier tones. Just I, I love that kind of stuff in this. I think it just makes it a hell of a lot more fun. Just as I said before, like a good texture to have in these kinds of tracks. Uh, I don't have that much insight, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that I didn't get that much imagery from this one. Uh, this one was strictly an audio venture. Uh, I did have to listen to it a few times before I had anything different to say. And even then, this sentence was what I came up with. So there's that. Uh, but this one to me kind of feels more like a montage track where we go over what has happened up until now. It doesn't really further the plot along much, but it's there to kind of remind you of where we're at thus far. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I guess I can see where that is. Like when you say montage, I can kind of tag on to that because I said that the ending feels uh, kind of heroic in a way. Uh -huh. uh, a lot of it comes from like the mix of the like the 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 mix of the chord progression and everything like that. I thought that was really cool, and a bit from the melody itself too. So I thought that was really neat. Uh, definitely video gamey vibes, like uh, what I get I would get from playing like Gunstar Heroes or something like that for the Sega Genesis, my favorite Sega Genesis game of all time. So when you remind me of that, it's usually a good thing. Good because I don't know what that is. You don't need to. The thing is, I do, and it makes me happy. Good. You know what else Good makes me happy? Reading more of my story. Nice, please. Yes. Part four of the Jack trilogy story. <laughs> nice. Out of what? Six? Uh, yeah, it would have to be. Part six Fantastic. of the finale. Excellent. Jack sees an, appar uh, an apparition of his former best friend and heterosexual power partner, Matt Stryker. He is told that the portal opened for Midwich Valley High School, and that's where he needs to go to destroy the head demon and end this once and for all. Matt says the name Tracy Zoo before he his ethereal body explodes. <laughs> this guy has exploded twice now. You said in a school. How is this not Hogwarts? Well, I, I mentioned school at the beginning. Yeah. That's where they originally opened the portal. Yeah. So yeah. I'm tying it all back in. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Hogwarts. Getting it's into his Potter. sweet Chevy convertible that has that now has the power of Octo Temporal de Dios, which, by the way, just stands for a temporary act of God. It's just it's supposed oh. to be a joke. <laughs> he is able to make it to the school in mere minutes. The supernatural energy surrounds the school as Jack is forced to fight his way inside through minor henchmen demons. There he finds a girl crawling on the ground. With her last breath, she said that the succubus demon has taken over the school and is in the auditorium. So that's where he makes his way, to the auditorium. <laughs> he sees Tracy Zhu, the school's principal, who has now been possessed. She manages to flee the scene before Jack can start kicking her ass with his new magical ass-kicking abilities. <laughs> Jack goes after her, fighting his way through other minor henchmen demons. His new powers give him 
occasional strength and extra durability that kind of comes and goes. <laughs> you can tell where the comedy comes out in this. Jesus, I, I loved writing this. She runs off into a wooded area near the school where Jack follows closely behind. This turns out to be a trap as she controls the 347 Midnight Demons. Jack faces off in an epic battle with the five demons. Again, it's so epic that I would be a fool to even begin to describe the majesty of it all. Jack defeats the demons one by one as his powers begin to fade. He notices one of the demons absorbing the power of its fallen brothers. Growing in size and power, it snatches Tracy out of the air, who has been hovering this whole time. It absorbs her power. <laughs> Almost done. The demon is too strong. It launches itself into the sky, leaving a weakened Tracy on the ground. Still having a portion of the demonic powers inside of her, Jack enlists her to do the right thing and kick ass with him for the good of the world and their souls. Wasn't Tracy on the ground hurt and then... Then Jack's like, get up, you weak bitch. You gotta yeah, help me fight. That, that, that's kind of actually, I, I wrote that part with one thing in mind. There is um this meme from, I think, Speed Racer or whatever that old Japanese oh, cartoon I've is. Seen that, and the guy's yeah. crying. It's like, the crying won't do, any, won't do you any good. Anyways, get up. There's a lot of work to do starting right now. Like, yeah. I thought of that while writing that part. So it's just, he's just kind of like, this woman's like weekend, like her whole soul's kind of been sucked out of her body. He's just like, get up you're fighting with me <laughs> see what i was kind of picturing like up until that point i really i have no idea what the hell you're talking about because everything just got really wild and for some reason you're talking about like the demons were coming out from the high school or something but i just imagined them opening a manhole in the school and then it comes out or something i don't know but the whole thing at the end I just imagine Tracy on the ground, you know, the, the typical like uh, comic book woman laying on the ground, very elegant, even though she's bleeding and dying inside. And then it's just He-Man with his sword up standing behind her. She's clearly not in a good way, totally hurting. And he's like, we must go. And she's like, I need help. <laughs> see that's the thing like i made the story purposely way too fantastical oh, and then i just added a bunch of really dumb shit in there which is like she oh by the way she was floating the entire time like i made that a descriptor in the story i i think that stuff's hilarious i like doing that that is outrageous i'm i'm glad that it's not me this time um and it is nice to see uh what you are capable of and how i don't i don't know how much brain rot you let out and right now it's a lot. I have a near near endless supply, so the more I can get it out, the better. <laughs> Song number 13, Division Ruin. I, I literally have one sentence, and it says, it feels like an appetizer, an appetizer, if you will. And that's all I have to say about this song. What does it have to do with anything? Um, Because it doesn't feel, it's again like um, the, like the last one. It It doesn't really feel like it, progresses anything it's just sort of like a hey don't forget we had this song a little earlier in the album it didn't like it wasn't the new stuff is coming up so they couldn't add it into this song all right so it's, a, it's an appetizer what the hell are you asking me for you're the one with these fantastical stories i'm just trying to give you more time to shine by shutting up i'm done Okay, fair enough. I only have two notes anyway. <laughs> I hate you so much. 
Uh, so I just mentioned, I love the way that this one starts. The heart hits of drums and synth, uh, the atmosphere that the synth choir adds to. There's a synth choir in there that's, that's really cool. And of course, yes, the sweet drum fills in this one too. Fantastic stuff. Uh, definitely got me hyped up to keep going, but then it immediately up 180s a little bit. As energetic as it is, uh, this one didn't catch me as much as the other ones. Maybe it's because uh, how similar this one feels to the other tracks, but I just wasn't as into this one. Not necessarily a terrible one, and I'll even spoil a little, little bit, not the lowest on my list. Uh, let's see. Where is it for me? Uh, I can a avoid the question. <laughs> Complete mystery. Yes. Well, then uh, let's jump on ahead to song number 14, Paradise Warfare. Okay. Um, now, this is going to spoil absolutely everything. Okay. I just want to take my desk and shake and go, ah! oh, my God, an entire song full of shit I like. This song, like, brings me to a place that I've only dreamt about and, like, never have been. This is, like, the typical, like, I... I sell Coke in Miami and I own a lot of beige linen suits. I, I listen to like eighties Japanese city music because I like pop, this yeah. stuff. Oh my, I fucking love that stuff. You and, and Alison uh, both, I swear to God. <laughs> and there's a, there's a saxophone. There's a saxophone setting in this, whatever. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. It, it doesn't tickle my brain. It like, it like takes my brain out and puts it in a hot tub, but not to like cook it, but so it can just chill out and relax. R and R. That's all it is. That's all it is. I, I did mention the horns. It's, its own notice just says <gasps> horn. That horns. That's what uh, this eighty themed album was missing. Horns. Yes, finally. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, this one was also a big slowdown too, so that's a good choice. It drew my interest right back in, so that was it's good to have. And I think there's like a, a couple more of these coming up at the very least. Uh, it's likely a synth, but like the occasional sound of what I assumed be a fretless bass was also a really damn cool touch too. Although I think it was real, I don't know because that th that sax was real. So yeah, I'm wondering if the fret I thought so. I couldn't find proper album credits for this one, so I can't uh, accredit anyone to anything, but yeah. it sounded like a real fretless too. Like there is a synth fretless you could do, but it sounds like absolute shit. Like I've tried yeah. using one like on my own and it's it's not working. So it's probably a real fretless bass, which would be nice. So that's cool. Uh, kind of wish the pace didn't pick up in the second half though. I will say that much. I was kind of enjoying like the slower bits. Yeah. But it still sounds cool, though, especially with that Sega-sounding buzzy synth bass. I love it. I love Sega Genesis music. I know the chiptune sucked, but you know what? I grew up with it. I love it. That That is what this kind well, not just this song, but quite a few songs just remind me of that, like, 16-bit, like, early 90s video game sound. And I'm sure that a lot of the genre is just, like, represented with that i i love it so much inspired by whatever um but this song okay so saxophone was real now i heard what i thought were some like steel drums or like a little timpani or something i can imagine it's just a keyboard setting but like Maybe. it sounded fantastic it's it's not even the fact that most of this shit is just programmed and just comes out of like one or two consoles. It's the fact that it was like composed that way. It's like, oh, we're gonna add, we're gonna add the sound of a record, like a like recorder 
into this. We're going to add a sound of an oboe. Okay, the fact that you thought of that, I'm far more impressed than the fact that you just programmed a sound in. So I loved it. I love this entire song. I, if if I worked out, I would work out to this song. Uh, and uh, I was pretty pissed when it ended because it's the only one with saxophone. I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is fantastic. It makes my soul feel good. Uh, and then I had to go back and listen to it uh, two more times before I continued the rest of the album. So. Well, I mean, at least it's 14, 14, four minutes and 14 seconds. So at least mm-hmm. you got like a decent chunk of time out of it. Yes, exactly. Now, will this song make you start working out? Probably not. <laughs> Called the fuck out. <laughs> Speaking of working out, song number 15, run, Sally, run. <laughs> I Okay, okay. Today... I like the fact that you're not trying to make puns for everyone. You're actually just picking the natural ones and it's making you less insufferable. So thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, that spoiler one was a alert, good one. It's going to get worse. Uh, Fuck. Not this episode, like yeah. just every future episode. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. God damn it. I'm just, I'd still go about my own business. You can't tell me what the fuck to do. I'm a grown man. Annoy Savannah. Okay, well, that note's staying with me forever. Um, so this this song, Run, Sally, Run, uh, I felt that it started out like an 80s prog rock song. It sounded like it was going to be so epic and it was going to be in so many parts. Okay, good. It wasn't. Thank God it wasn't. I feel like the, at this point, changing it up that much would have been irritating to everyone involved. So that was good. Um I uh, I did say that I would do hard drugs to this song, um, and and this isn't uh, related, but surely 18 tracks is a little overkill, no? By now, we're at what, four, 14, 15? Um, it's a lot. Um, and my last note, uh, now that I've completely run this off the rails, uh, <laughs> Listen to the last minute of this track, and there is like a melodic riff that is added to like the last half of it. Um, it <laughs> I was singing, do the humpty hump, do the humpty hump to that entire melodic riff, because that's what it sounds like. So, but that's an actual that's song if you've never heard that song. Yeah. Yes, I, I've, I've heard that. I, w- I would not have gotten that at all, but I mean, like... Yeah. I can at least hear the song that you're talking about. As soon as I heard this, I was like singing it in my head and I was like, okay, so I don't know if it's just me going crazy that I hear this, but maybe someone else does and they think they're going crazy. So I'm just going to say it in hopes that at least one other person listens to it and goes, man, that really sounds like the Humpty Dance. <laughs> well, it won't come from me. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> ah, that's fine. Um, this this song was yet another good transition from the previous track. Like it seems like uh, there's uh, quite a few songs in the back half of this album that like transition one to the next really well. Yeah, and also kind of going uh, back for a minute there, what you're saying like 18 songs a little too long. Well, the answer is mm. yes, but also you have to remember this is three separate EPs. Yeah. So technically it would have been fine, six songs each, but then he's just like, oh, let's make it one whole album because I think he wanted to re-release it through, I think it was a Universal Music in somewhere in Europe. I can't remember where. France? Uh, and probably, yes. <laughs> um, and I guess just in order to have that release, he just kind of compacted everything. He's just like, here's, a, here's an album. It's a really big one. 
recorded it over three years. It was pretty epic. Dang. So I mean, th- there is that. Dang. Yeah, I, when when it was, this one was first requested, I had a question like, should this count? But then technically, it is listed as a full album, no matter yeah. where you look, including Spotify. So I was like, yeah, okay, like. Spotify doesn't even have it listed as three individual EPs. It's like one whole album. So it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Counts. Yeah. All good. Oh, um, I'm starting to see maybe that's why it's called Trilogy. Hmm. Why did I take that long to piece that together? Well, because you thought it was about Jack Trilogy. Understandable. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> this one definitely feels funkier yeah. than this, like this particular song in the very least. Uh, the bass and the, like, the one synth layer that kind of like plays right alongside it really drives that feeling home so i thought that was great i i love it when things can get funky especially in this style of music yeah. because it's like something you don't really expect but then like the groove is just there and goddamn does it feel good and it's all on top of a pretty heavy beat too so it's like yeah. makes it even more exciting hell yeah um and towards i think the middle yeah i think it was uh there was like this detuned synth bass that was playing just kind of like doing its own little run i thought it was a great choice i love that i love that setting too again especially if used properly um it kind of feels like a few different layers in one. So that really enhanced that whole line for me. So this was something I thoroughly enjoyed. I will say that much. Uh, yes, I enjoyed it. Uh, I will avoid despoiling anything. And um, yeah, that that's all. Again, I'm just running out of things to say that aren't just like, yay, since... <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're closing in on the two hour mark right. of recording right well, i mean 18 songs and then you have like shit like this that just clogs the time part five of my jack trilogy story oh god right okay. two more parts oh sorry i won't tell it then if you're that fed up i'm not gonna i won't say it no no i just can't believe songs we've done number 16 <laughs> we haven't we've i can't believe we've done three songs already so when you say that i'm like oh my god i was not ready for this i was still trying to get over the he-man imagery I was kind of hoping that doing it in like three song interval and then putting in a piece of this would like make it feel faster, which I guess kind of does. I don't know. It's still been nearly two hours of recording. But anyways, part five of the Jack trilogy story. They get into Jack's sweet Chevy convertible, which has returned to its normal state for the time being. They drive as fast as they can following the demon shadow across the sky. They're eventually led back into town, seeing that the city is in ruins. Fire and smoke blanket most streets and building buildings lie in piles of rubble. Jack is able to kind of use his power to allow Tracy to regain her strength. <laughs> Realizing she has a role to play in all of this destruction and that she still has demonic power inside of her she vows to help stop this their powers combine surge allowing them to get into unbelievably cool fights along the way ones i don't even have time to describe but trust me they're fucking awesome more demons are defeated (laughs) allowing tracy to absorb their souls she feels she can use this to defeat the evil head demon. She spots the head demon in the sky, draining more souls of the 347 midnight demons. She takes off and flight after him. Then Jack sees a survivor. Sally plot device. <laughs> She's being surrounded by some of the demons. Jack steps into the Jack steps into fight. As he defeats a few, his powers wear off again, leaving him to be thrown around and beaten up by the demons. Sally starts to run away, and as she does, Jack notices an orange glow coming from inside her clutched fist. The demons take off after her. Jack feels too an weak to change. Infinity stone. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
The demons take off to her, take off after her. Jack feels too weak to chase. His powers are gone. They may be gone for him, but his sweet Chevy convertible radiates with brilliant light and electricity. This is his only chance to save that girl, kill those demons, and find out what she's hiding. Okay, so two things, and they both revolve around the car. Very first thing you said, last thing you said. So the last thing you said that the uh what the car is emanating light because it's its owner it's you know the car has to come and save jack trilogy right so the car i just imagine going up on its rear legs and turning into optimus prime uh but the beginning when you said that they both get into his car okay so this entire entire fucking scenario is so stupid so i imagine the car is a coupe so it only has two doors so he's sitting in the driver's seat and she's in the passenger seat and he has like i i'm still running with the batman idea so i'm thinking that he has his batman suit like folded up on the front seat and he refuses to let tracy sit in the front seat so he's trying to direct her to where to find the latch or like the the lever to let the seat go forward so she can sit in the back seat and it's it's like it's supposed to be all like easy to get into and whatever, because obviously in a movie it would be edited and, you know, spliced together. But I imagine watching it as a passerby and they're just arguing in the car. Thank <laughs> the stop. Well, good news. Mostly everyone's dead, so no one got to see that happen. <laughs> so funny to think of like like superheroes or someone that's there to save the day like interacting with all the daily hurdles that normal people would deal with well i'm glad you're kind of making your own narrative out of my story so at least you're getting something out of it i never said i can't breathe as as much as this is a fantastic story obviously you can take your own things away from it Including characters like Sally Plot Device. Oh my god, if if you meant for this to be serious, you wouldn't be naming these characters' names. I don't think I would have written it like this. I would have ta- I would have written this over right. the course of a month at the very least. Oh my god. Yeah. I wrote this over the course of three days. <laughs> so no, this is not this is not at all meant to be serious. If anyone thinks I'm trying to be serious with this, yeah, this, this is my break in the Hollywood. If no one likes it, I'm gonna off myself. Oh god. Oh god. Disclaimer, Chris will not no i won't uh, asterisk wink question mark anyways take my script song number 16 turbo killer oh my god you first my mouth hurts from laughing at how funny i am <laughs> but i just told the giant story anyways oh. uh the song starts out with like a, a shuffle beat to kind of start out the track i thought that was pretty cool and look we get something new an organ uh, thrown into the mix so I like these sprinkles of new things being thrown in. So the organ was a nice touch because I do not recall hearing it at another point in case I missed it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because like some of the layers feel kind of buried just because of how much is going on, how intense everything feels. So if there was an organ before, didn't notice, like it now. Uh, and the drum and bass portions are so aggressive and straightforward that like it does an excellent job of driving certain points of the track all by itself. But of course, in like the, the long drawn out chords come in and everything like that, which is fine. But I kind of like what I was getting in like the beginning of the track. 
Okay, so uh, just tagging on to what you said. Uh, so this song, you were still trying to get out of that church that a couple songs ago sounded like he was getting chased through a church just because it kind of had a little bit of organy, little harpy sound. Um, I did put in parentheses organ, so clearly I noticed that as well. Really liked it. Um, and I love the beat. It's that driving hi-hat and snare thing that I keep going on about. I absolutely love that. Um, I do like the more intense sound, but now that I've heard Paradise Warfare, I just want more of that. Give me more of that now. And all of that is in caps, uh, uppercase. Um, this one for me wasn't as exciting as it could have been, but it also could be the fact that it's track 16. Uh, you know, fatigue is real, especially with just very energetic and pulsating songs such as this entire album. And this one sounds like it belongs to a PC game from 1994. Yeah, and that's fine. That's, I mean, although it's a little too old, actually. So no, it's not fine because wow. it should be in the 80s. Remember, really? 90s is too far. Yeah, but like 80s had like 8-bit and it sounded like shit. Uh, but at least this being kind of more uh, involved, I assume 16-bit, and then I was going more SNES sort in the 90s. Because when you said 90s PC, I just thought of like, you know, the original Doom soundtrack. Oh. Like one of those, like, just the disgusting MIDI music. Okay, it feels like it belongs to a console game from 1994. I never played any PC games, so I actually don't know what they sound like. You never played the original Doom? No. Like I the never iconic played... original Doom? No. Wolfenstein? No, I was also a young girl, so no, I did not. I Girls did watch a lot of... Game. Well, yeah, but I didn't, so... Lame, sexist, <laughs> against yourself. I do now. You have no. You have no idea how much Power Washer Simulator I play. I have an idea because you told me. It's a lot. You should play Visser Cleanup Detail. No, I'm good. (laughs) That game is is fucking stupid fun. I love it. Didn't know what it was, but by the title, I can figure that out. You're literally a janitor, but you're cleaning up Viscera. Anyways. (laughs) uh, Like the wrestler or... Oh, God, no. You got to bathe Viscera, <laughs> King Mabel. You got to bathe King Mabel, and it takes a while because he's 500 fucking pounds. Oh, my God, he's dead, too, so that's gross. Oh, you got to make sure his skin doesn't turn blue. Ew. <laughs> Daily embalmings. Ew. Oh, my God. I hate that sometimes I say things that are in my head, and then I involve myself in conversations I desperately want to get out of. That's what you get for knowing me, I guess. I do that to myself. Um. I'll, I'll make. I have one more note that kind of ties back into something you're talking about with like the the driving, like the 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 hi hat yeah. snare or thing like that. Um, I, I did say the structuring of this song felt uh, a lot better in this one, and I I do like that switch up between like the eighth and sixteenth note patterns on the um on the the hi hat. Just it, they kind of switch back and forth at different points. I really like that and it does a good job of like emphasizing certain sections of the track. So I thought that was really cool. Yes. Just another song that I like overall. Yes, I agree. All right. We're actually at the penultimate song, song number 17, Anarchy Road. Oh, my God. I feel myself aging as we speak. Um, This song 
has words. It has words and it has a voice and it has vocals. And oh my God, I was taken so by surprise, did not expect it. It Jump, yeah, sounds, jumping on that. Yeah. Vocals, what? Huh? My first note. Yeah. So mine too. Singing, what is this? I like it. It sounds very nice. And despite it taking 16 tracks to get here, so I I like this. I like it. It sounds great. Um, do you, I know you said there were very limited, uh, liner details and stuff like that. I but don't know who did it. No. Okay. You don't know who it is. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't find like anything. It. Like, I, I feel like I did find the liner notes at one point and then just forgot about it. Now I don't know where the hell I found it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's gotta be around somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the vocals, I, I the it. vocals really help give this one like a modern like synthwave kind of sound too. Not that the uh, not the other tracks haven't felt that way, but there's something about the vocals themselves that really kind of drive that home, and just make it feel like something of a slightly like different subgenre from what we've been getting because we're getting like a lot of dark wave like damn near close to like EDM borderline industrialish at some points mm -hmm. uh but yeah this one had like it, it still felt darker like dark wave but like this had like the synth wave kind of feeling because of the vocals so yeah it, it was interesting like um the, the vocals weren't great but they certainly weren't terrible i wasn't bothered by them and again this is just more, another one of those new things being sprinkled in every once in a while and like yeah. i couldn't have anticipated vocals listening to 16 previous tracks and only hearing maybe the occasional synth voice right uh so yeah it was interesting it gave me something else to kind of like appreciate about this song and just like i had to like listen to it a little more analytically i guess i'm like oh there's actually vocals so how does it how does this fit in to the what i've been going with so far so yeah, yeah it's pretty cool yeah i i like it i literally didn't write anything else down because i felt so mesmerized by oh my god a voice this sounds great I listened to it a couple times and i was like no this is literally all you're getting out of me so i liked it sounded great that was that's that's fine because I don't have any more notes either, which means we can finally get to the last song. I, I, I think if we're not at two hours yet, we have like 10 more minutes. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. I think we started at 842 and it's 1032 right now. So there you go. Fantastic. So final song, number 18, Invasion AD. I literally have nothing for, well, okay, I can't say literally, but I basically have nothing for this. Um when the music comes back in, it kind of makes me feel like running from a killery. Uh, that was literally the only intelligent observation I may have made uh, because my first note just says, I quite literally am now at a loss for words. So, Which is fine because it's 18 songs later, right? That's literally any, if you want to just clip my words from the last 17 songs, you will get a comprehensive review of this last one. If this wasn't going to take so long to edit, I would do one of those videos <laughs> where they take all of, like the the sounds of you breathing in and just go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the only thing in your review. That yeah. every time every time you say the letter E, it's just like E E E E E. <laughs> if you did every time that I took a breath, there's going to be a big part of me going, of me laughing. That that's fine. It just kind of all fits in in the end anyway. Oh God. Uh, all right. Well, I got a few more notes for this song than you do. By few, I mean five altogether. Look at that. I had something to say. Uh, I kind of like how this album ends on something of a halftime pacing. It actually feels like a proper slowdown. Considering the majority of this album is like high octane, this one feels like a good closer. So I thought that mm -hmm. felt fit really well. Uh, it does sound like a slowed down version of one of the faster tracks, but I still appreciate the pacing nonetheless. 
Um, there's a subtle background layer of like this high tone synth bass that again like really reminds me of Sega music. So once again, I dig it. And that this again, you even said like this kind of music will do that to you, and it definitely did it to me. Um, I like how almost evil sounding the last half of this track is. There's your running from a killer visual that you got, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Especially the ambient intense lead up to like the final third of the track. I thought that was really good stuff, good composition going on. And I dig the noisier ending as well. It sounds like a bunch of like sound effect layers going to war with each other behind the intense music. And there was definitely screaming at the end too. Like there was yeah. like screaming for your life type deal <laughs> at the end. So I thought that was neat. And considering the song's called Invasion AD, uh, that's suiting. And also uh, it kind of works itself to my story a little bit too, I guess. Oh, oh really? Pray tell, Chris. Yes, because we are at the end of the album, which means now I can give you the final part of yes. the Jack trilogy story. Yeah. Is this the end? Question mark. I don't even remember the previous five parts, but let's. let's I, I'm gonna, as I said, I'm gonna clip this all into one video, so it's like one big story. Excellent. Jack is able to run down the demons in his high-powered turbo killer. That's the name of his car now. His sweet oh, Chevy convertible. With the car having powers, it's able to deploy weaponry to help destroy each demon it comes across. Jack catches up to Sally and summons her into the car. Summons her. Yeah, come. into the front seat. That's why freaking Tracy was crammed into the back seat. Yeah, well, now she's up in the air fighting big dude, which I'm going to re reference in a minute anyway. All right. Uh, she reveals uh, she has a cursed gemstone that opened up the portal. She was one of the main students who opened it. She Who would have saw that twist coming, huh? Uh, definitely she, not her family name. <laughs> she, she, she claims it can be closed again, but she needs to find the book to know how. Of course. There was a book that they obviously read to open the portal. Uh-huh. How did they get this gemstone? I don't know. Maybe that'll come in a sequel one day. Jack drives back towards the school just as they see Tracy and the demon plummet from the sky towards the school. How convenient. As they drive there, the car is attacked by demons trying to get at Sally Stone. The car's weaponry is able to hold them off just long enough to get close to the school. The car is eventually overwhelmed and destroyed. Jack no longer feels his powers and the car is gone. Instinctually, for no reason, Jack feels inclined to eat the gem. <laughs> Sally stands horrified that he ruined the... What's that? What does he have pica? If he does, it works for the story, trust me. God. If he doesn't quite need the gem, Sal Sally stands horrified that he just ruined the final chance to end all of this. Jack is overtaken by a grand ancient power that allows him to defeat all of the demons facing them. They make their way into the school where Jack sees that Tracy and the demon have crashed through the ceiling and right back into the auditorium where the portal remains open. Jack sees the demon absorbing the soul of a now deceased Tracy. The demon retreats into the portal, becoming more powerful than ever. With Jack's new ancient power, he says, he will go in and destroy the demon and see to it that the portal is closed forever. With no intention of coming back, he storms his way through the portal, leaving Sally to find the book under a small amount of rubble, and once inside, she finds the spell to reseal the portal. End of Jack Trilogy. Not, not at one time did I even anticipate where you were going with any of this. Good. And I don't know if that is good or bad, but uh this is a plus storytelling yeah thank you for sharing with the class Th this is this is the kind of story i would have written for like a grade one assignment where you have to read your own story <laughs> for the class and like yeah. i'm like getting excited and, like jumping while reading it and stuff like i'm just acting really weird and the teacher's like oh god no <laughs> that's hilarious 
Uh, please, somebody animate that. Let's talk. Uh, I don't yes. care how. I do not care how stupid the story is. Animate this thing. I also have a commission for an animation, so get in touch with both. There you of go. Us. You can make a lot of money. Yeah. But that brings us to the end of Carpenter Brute's trilogy album. Oh my goodness. It was an epic 80s movie soundtrack. And if my story doesn't prove that, then you have no soul because my story was fucking awesome. Uh yes. Uh some of the imagery that you inadvertently gave me was definitely awesome. Thank you. It is the most badass 80s movie you'll ever watch for one day. Oh, yeah. But anyway, thank you very, very much for making it this far and this long through the podcast. I, we are literally tiptoeing on two hours if we haven't passed it already. I can't exactly Thanks. remember. So that means we should probably just hurry along and get to the next part of the podcast because now we have to rank the songs. Uh, so we're going to disappear off the screen because there's 18 songs on each side. That's far too much for having our images. So we disappear. Boom. Graphics oh, on screen God. right now. There are names. There are numbers. There's going to be more names to be. Uh, it's strong names to be specific because my God, there's 36. I'm going to have to write all together. A lot of editing to do 18 on each side. Worst to best. Great to not so great. Least favorite to favorite. Whatever you want to categorize them as. That's exactly what we're doing now. Holy shit. There's a lot of numbers to go through on this one. What do you think we're going to get for matches? Because obviously with 18 songs, the odds are pretty high that we're going to get like some rando ones matched. But I'm also a little unsure. So am I. I have a lot of X's on my sheet here. Um, I I, Because like I have seven X's and one question mark and then I didn't do anything for any of the other tracks. Because I was just like, I have no idea. I can't even guess. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Uh, give you much to go on, so... I would hope for at least three, but I'm going to say two. I'm going to go ahead and say two as well. Um, I feel like anything more than that is going to be luck and anything less than that. Obviously, our lists would be just inverse of each other. And I, I'm pretty sure that we'll get a couple maybe in that sort of limbo middle part. Not the worst ones, not the best ones, just something lingering in the middle. We will match somewhere between... Nine to six, I think. Yeah, I'm thinking like 12 to eight, but yeah. Close enough. All right. All right. Well, I know it's not going to be this one. Uh, so song number 18, L.A. Venice Bitch 80s. Uh, number 18, Division Ruin. Ruin. Division Ruin. Number 17, Sex Killer on the Loose. 17, Hang Em All. Them all. Number 16, Escape from Midwich Valley. Sex killer on the loops. Oh, we got a one-off at the very least. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. Number 15, Division Ruin. Run, Sally, run. Run, Sally. Number 14, Meet Matt Striker. 14, Turbo Killer. He's going to start talking like that now. <laughs> For every single song. Number 13, Disco Zombie Italia. Leperv. Leperv. <laughs> it sounds worse when you say it in French. I know, right? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to try with the accent. I suck with accents. Number 12, uh, Anarchy Road. Number 12, Invasion AD. Is it possible that we're just going to go ahead and get zero? Probably. But now that I've said that, let's see if it turns around. No. Nope. Number 11, uh, 347 Midnight Demons. Anarchy Road. 
as soon as you said it. Uh, uh, well, we're not done yet. Song number 10, Roller Mobster. Number 10, looking for Tracy Zoo. Zoo. Looking for Tracy. How unfortunate, because that's my number nine. Looking for Tracy Zoo. Well, that's fine, because my number nine's a three, four, seven, Midnight Demons. 347. A lot of them. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Paradise Warfare. Number eight, Wake Up the President. <laughs> I'm so not matching things. I just want that to be my alarm clock in the morning now. <laughs> Jesus. Number seven, Invasion AD. Escape from Midwich Valley. At least I'm catching up with the ones you've already said. We can only match one more at this point. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, okay, escape. Uh, number six, Wake Up the President. Roller Mobster. Which I keep wanting to say Roller Lobster, but uh, it's Mobster. Dan, 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 dan. Roller Mobster. <laughs> yes. Number five, Hang em All. Obituary. There I is. just will write mine. Number four, obituary. I hate this. Zero LA for... Venice, bitch, 80s. Damn, zero for fucking 18. Number three, run, Sally, run. Disco Zombie Italia. With no E, though. Number two, Turbo Killer. Meet Matt Striker. I don't want to. Dude exploded twice in my story, okay? <laughs> Number one, Le Perve. Paradise Warfare. Yeah, Where did you have my number one? I didn't Paradise hear you say it. Uh, number eight, Paradise Warfare. Oh, God damn it. I was, I was looking at your face for a reaction, and uh, you yeah. didn't react, so maybe you didn't hear it. I don't know. It didn't connect in my brain. That's very disappointing. Zero, Zero for 18. Okay. That's going to look really bad on the, the Instagram stats when I post those on Thursday. Oh, man, because that's going to drag us down even further. Holy shit. Awful stuff. Awful, awful stuff. And by the way, um, uh, Allison, our requester, because it's been so long now that we forgot this album was a request. Uh, her two favorite songs, she didn't list them in order, but she said uh, Turbo Killer and Looking for Tracy Zoo was uh, her two favorite tracks off this album. So there you oh, go. You I, uh, wrong. Uh, I liked Turbo Killer too. So look at that. It's like, it's like we were made for each other. <laughs> Can you believe it? You're all wrong. You're all incorrect. Sure, bud. Uh, <laughs> let's see how correct or incorrect we can truly be now that we have to rate the record. So transition off the screen to the next one. Swish. Alrighty then. Album rating screen. Hello again to this goddamn thing. Uh, everything we've ever done right here. And I mean, can, can you tell how much we love that beat here? If you haven't been here before, it must be shocking to look at that. Nothing? No? Uh, no, it's just, it is dead a air. defeated, it is a, def no, no, it's the dead air because it's coming out of me. Uh, my soul is dead. Uh, every, every decision I've ever made in my life, uh, is wrong and has been wrong. And, um, I'm just very disappointed knowing that I played a part in how crappy this B tier looks. So sometimes I just have to think about it and go, you know what, Savannah, you're doing the best that you can. And despite the fact that your music tastes is shit, you're still persevering. And I'm really proud of you. Be as proud as you want. You're the one who chose the Buggles. Just going to remind you of that one. 
I'm sure there's going to be worse coming up. Uh, God, I hope not. I hope you're improving, man. I hope you're learning something. But anyways, uh, speaking of improving, uh, we got to improve this list somehow by adding today's album, Carpenter Brute, with Trilogy. Got to find out where this one's going to go. I'm super curious about this one. Uh, as a request, uh, often the requests don't go too high, although Krungbin did make it very high. Uh-huh. Uh, and the blue album by Weezer, the the big redemption arc of the year right there, uh, that made it yeah. pretty high too. So where's Carpenter Brute going? And we got to find out right now. Um, oh God, I hate the fact that I have to go first because it's like, okay, I look at my score and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty decent. But then I think, would Chris score it higher or lower? Like, am I the one who's going to drag the score down or am I going to yell at him for not liking it enough? So I don't know where we're going with this, but my score is 80.94. 80. I did break it past the B tier. You did? Yeah, you actually ate here. They're good for you. Thank God. I thought I was going to um, rate this a lot higher, but with 18 songs and some of them sort of ranking the same, you kind of bring it down a little bit. And there's only so much that really high scores can do when you have that much in the pool. Well, um, as she justifies it. <laughs> you don't got to yell at me, none, because I did indeed rate it higher than you. Ooh. Um, and I, I just want to clarify before I say my score real quick too. No matter what I scored, I didn't score this high because it was my girlfriend who requested it. Like she she did uh, the birthday massacre and didn't feel too fondly about that one. Yeah. But this one was a hell of a lot better, a much better request in my opinion. And I saw these guys live and I was like, hey, you know what? This is pretty badass. I like this. This album, 83.61, which Woo! brings us to a grand total of an A minus tier 82.27. Does Savannah get shoved out? Uh, Savannah does get shoved out. Screw you and everyone you know. <laughs> uh, so what's 82.2 something between, seven, nine, yes. between year zero and Queens of the Stone Age. And you know what? That bumps the Foo Fighters from the 10th spot to the 11th. So now every single spot from one to 10 is either Chris's pick, an anniversary, or a request. And I do want to say... I stand by when I just said that my music taste is shit. But you did take partial responsibility for the Weezer thing because of the person you knew who requested it. So that you can, you can, I'll give you that partial credit for that. Chris, I can't have partial credit when Weezer's sitting at a number 11, now number 12. Okay. Oh. Things are just getting worse. <laughs> well, then get so good scrub. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, you make improving look really hard. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's like. It's just you, you tread or you just what you tread water and that's it. You just hope you don't drown. Well, then, uh, at least I know that my girlfriend and I have a tier taste in music. So that makes me feel pretty good. Life partner, baby. Hell yeah. And you agree have- because you a tiered it too. Now I have to now I have to go into the other room, stab him in the chest with my finger and just go six years. What have you given me in six years and start an entire argument just because one little bad thing happened to me here? Tell him to request an S tier album. Really just put it over the goddamn top. He told me months ago, like, oh, I should request this album. And I'm like, yeah, you should. And I'm like, oh, don't don't forget to fill out the form. He's like, eh. and I'm like, you're an adult. 
I am not going to tell, I'm not going to bring a request unless you fill out the form only for children. I only do this for children. Here's my call. I can't listen to this. Here's my call to him that he's probably never going to see anyways. Man to man. Do it. Fill out the request form. Do it, Cody. There we go. Right in the eyes. Hey, thank you. I am going to clip that and I'm going to play it for him. Anytime I ask him, anytime I ask him for anything and uh, he says, no, I'm just going to be you going to do it. (laughs) Just a freeze from my eyes right there in the camera. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. Perfect. So we are at the very end of this episode over two hours later for certain. This is the second longest episode we've ever done. Sorry, not sorry. Sometimes it just has to happen. You heard a great story because of it. And you got an A minus tier album. So there you go. Double your welcome. Anyways, if you made it all the way here and you also listen to this album and you have some opinions on it, let us know down in the comments below wherever you're listening because there's obviously comment sections everywhere and we want to know your opinions. What do you think of these songs? What do you think of this album? Do you agree or disagree with us? How would you rank them? Rate it? You know, all the questions that you can answer. Do all of that down in the comments below. And all the comment sections that you can possibly find can also be found at ratetherecord.ca. All the streaming links and social media links is exactly where you need to find all that stuff. We have additional things like the RTR Club, merch, and request an album like today's was a request. Yours can be too so make sure you're requesting an album because uh it's fun to do and it gives us a bit of a challenge because it's not something either one of us chose it's kind of out of the blue could be fun while i do agree and i do like when we get requests because like i said earlier like it's always stuff that i'm never going to listen to and a lot of it it turns out that i really like um i am slightly resentful that you guys are requesting good stuff uh so if we could stop doing that uh, I'm Can we looking, go back to requesting gratitude style albums. I'm looking at the top 10 uh, in our ranking right now, like in the A tier. And I'm trying to sort of formulate what I want to, like what I want to bring to the table that will get me back into the top 10. So now it is no longer about, oh, what do I want to listen to? It's what does Chris want to listen to? What is Chris going to rank so highly that I can sneak my ass back up in there? So we, the, the the goal has changed from here on out. So No more random picks of just, oh, this would sound cool to listen to. No, it's uh, about peasing me. I like this. Oh, no, no. We're still going to get like 60% bullshit, but 40% is the goal of trying to get up into the top 10. The other stuff is to kind of throw you off my path where you're like, oh, haha, she requested... Uh, I don't know. I was going to say Cindy Lauper, but chances are you'd be like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. You know what? I said all I needed to say, and I have to stay quiet because this is, this is a plan that I need to execute over the next coming months. Find some, like make the D tier your A tier. Just find the worst possible albums and just fill that up with yourself and actually like make that your own, own it. No, (laughs) no, because some of this stuff I actually like. And then if I D tier it, I'm never going to listen to it again and it will hurt my feelings. Tom There's Petty, one that I want to do, but I'm so I'm so scared that you're going to be like, no, this is trash. So I'm I'm not even going to. It's sacred. It's going to stay in the glass. 
that's it. No break glass in case of emergency. Very interesting. I'd be curious on what that is. Uh, but if you want to know what next week's album is, I'll tell you that right now because it's what we're going to do because we give you a little little bit of teaser of what to expect next week. It is one that I've chosen. I realized I think you and I only have like two or three picks a piece this half of season five because the yeah. rest are like anniversaries and requests, which is fine. Whatever. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. It makes our job a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> but I got to choose next week's album. And next week, we have an English band with various touches of punk, including post, indie, and hardcore. And the album is one that really put them in people's line of sight. The Clash. If The Clash had hardcore punk, oh my God, that'd be insane. <laughs> okay, well, it's the only one you can't really match to. So, you know, maybe it's Clash adjacent. The clashed with a D at the end. <laughs> what an apostrophe. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the badass way of writing it. <laughs> uh, next week's going to be uh, pretty damn good, speaking of uh, oh. A-tier material. So we'll see how that goes. Until then, go listen to some awesome music like Carpenter. Oh my God, Why yes. the hell not, right? And yeah. we will see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>